just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com Dave Warnicke and I am joined as always by Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins and before I get them to say anything I'm going to say that this is a very Wait, no, very Wait, hang on, yeah, quick. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, no, hi Dave good no. to see you Mike's yeah, off hey, Mike's Dave, off I'm oh, good. You too. nice t-shirt how are you going it's a, a it's an average t-shirt but <laughs> that's someone else here too that's right it's the first ever time that we are joined by a fourth host you have heard him before but we've never been in the same room all at the same time together and that is the man the magic the fourth do go wonder that is Nick Mason yeah. hey guys yeah. Oh. Thanks for having me here for the the third episode of Do Go On. <laughs> I um yeah the the other episodes are just in between episodes. Yeah, I like to think so. Not we, official. We canon. had a, we had a good time with that first episode where I did the Marvel thing, and then the second episode where you did the Elvis. Elvis. And... You are doing you know you're sort of pulling more than your fair share of weight, <laughs> having done two of the three, three reports. Episodes, right, exactly. <laughs> but thank well, you look, for that. One day, Dave. Ugh. One yeah. d- one day what? <laughs> I can only imagine Dave's reports would be shit. He'd rush them at the last minute and they'd be just, you know, very Dr- quick, a paragraph probably <laughs> and, padded and, out. And still somehow dry as fuck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the only bit that's accurate. But anyway, uh, guys, uh, how are you? Jess, you haven't said very much. So well, I tried, but you said before I let them speak, which is typical Warnicky, but I am pretty well, thank you. Patriarchy. I know. Well, I'm speaking right. of patriarchy, how about we talk about Ooh. the Patreoni? Um, at, <laughs> at the time of recording, we are, we are a week ahead. Um, we have released our Patreon this week, and uh, we've already had uh, a, a lot of support from people supporting the show, so we'd mm. just like to say thank you to everyone that did that. And uh, we set up our first goal. Mm. You can set goals, May, so if you're not, not sure if you're familiar with Patreon. Uh, and if you eclipse that goal, a little red bar gets full, and everyone gets, seems happy. But uh, we uh, we are happy. We are yeah, well, not on the not. inside. Yeah. Deep down, we are 
We asked for a little bit of money to buy a, a six-pack of beer so Matt could drink on the podcast again, as people always tweet in they love Matt's drunken episodes. And Matt, we're going to do it. Oh. Oh, magical. That was nice. That was nice. Uh, so this episode brought to you by um, Patreon. <laughs> and Kolsch, sponsoring Matt's alcohol addiction. What was your, your your thing before, Matt? You've already had 12 beers today. So he, <laughs> he actually said that. And a cider. And a cider. <laughs> Takes so the edge off. I like that he looked quite defensive, but then it was... And a, a cider. cider. Get your facts you. right, Warnagoon. Hey, um, while we're mentioning uh, Patreon and other people supporting us, Matt and I did a gig on Thursday in Ballarat. And Thursday a week ago. Thursday a week ago, yeah. Yeah, I know. By the time you hear this. By yeah. the time you hear this. But Look, enough curtain lifting, Warnicky. This is live. <laughs> this is, yeah, whenever you're listening, we are recording it live. <laughs> yes, you, Derek. <laughs> There's got to be one. Derek's tweeted. Right, come on. There's got to be a Derek. This, statistically. Anyway. I mean, we listen to everyone on the whole planet. <laughs> There's got to be a Derek. If you're listening on an oil Derek, that's also a oh. thing. An oil Derek. Yeah, an oil Derek. What's an oil Derek? It's an oil rig. It's a fancy name for it. They call it Derek. They call it Derek. Never thought of (laughs) Derek being a fancy name. The the nerdiest kind of, yeah, right? Hey, that's what this show's all about. It's built on learning and laughing at Derek. Anyway, that's my report, guys. Great. Thanks thanks for funny names for oil rigs. No, anyway, Jess, you were doing a shout out to Ballarat. Yes, so we did a gig in Ballarat and a couple of listeners came down, Josh and Connor, and uh, and they saw Matt and I do some stand-up and... uh, you know, politely said it was good, so that was very nice of them. Um, but no, it was just really cool to meet them, so I um, just wanted to do a little shout-out to say thanks. And, and, I, and I believe that they contributed to the hat. They not, did. Not not digitally, as usual. Yeah. The first ever handwritten suggestion that was uh, submitted to the hat. Very exciting. And can I ask, has it already been lost? No, it's in no. the hat. It's in the hat, yeah. It's in the hat. <laughs> Matt's checking his pockets. It's in the hat. No, it's in the hat. It's in the hat. So very that was really good. cool. Very good. They're Ballarat-based suggestions as well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh good. Yeah, a bit of sizzle there yeah, for the ni- maybe a few months down the tr- down the track. The 1947 Ballarat Premiership. Ooh. The hat, pancake hat. parlor. <laughs> You've been peeking in my hat again, Meso. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Well, he could have been because Meso, um, we've asked you back and we've made you do all the work <laughs> yet again. We've asked you to do a report yourself. Yeah, this came I'm ready, up. Guys. This came up uh, the first time around. Uh, you did Marvel. We talked about uh, yeah, Marvel and uh, uh, the great uh, Stan the Man Lee, who is sort mm. of the the uh, the the icon, sort of this you know Marvel's kind of kindly uncle who who kind of you know ripped off ideas. Well, and... he he sort of you know he's he's this great salesman, and he sort of had a hand in creating sort of hundreds of characters for for Marvel, but also uh, he. You know, it's it, it, in a lot of people have said that he sort of diminished the the contributions of a lot of other people that sort of helped him out with that. Oh, and sure. so that you know that's kind of a, a good through line to Marvel. And I'm like, well, you know, I should come back and talk about DC because I'm sure there'll be a like a like a fun avuncular kind of yeah, grandpa what... figure, avuncular be... like an uncle. That's like a, a great word. Uncle. Two words. We've learned two words this time around. I yeah, one... avunc <laughs> and Derek and Derek. Oh, Derek. Yeah. Three. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I was like, I should talk, I'll, I'll talk about DC. Comics. And we've we've had we've had listeners tweet in like <laughs> regularly since then, asking when it was going to happen. 
Well, and well, wait no bloody longer. Well, because we're not doing it. Because <laughs> we're look, not honestly, doing the, the DC Stanley. Yeah, there's there's no DC Stanley. There just isn't. But that could have like rolled off your tongue for the whole. I know. We would have called the episode DC Stanley, right? If if only it was so so easy. But like DC, I mean, Marvel's was all about sort of breaking away from the mainstream and doing their own thing. And in many ways, DC was the mainstream. So this is going to be DC based. This DC related. Is it? I'm actually excited for that because I was expecting DC. And usually when we walk into the room and I'm not reporting. I don't know what we're going to talk about at all. And now I feel like I don't know, so it's good. Yeah, because I'm sort of brought in. You guys know what's happening. And my my question was going to be, what was the thing that I did last time? But it's the other one, <laughs> which, which which is DC. But uh, luckily we've we found a way around that. Uh, so okay, so my my question is, it's got a little bit of a lead up. Mm-hmm. So in uh, in February of uh, the year 2000. Uh, the police were called uh, to the fancy Bel Air neighbourhood uh, in Los Angeles uh, to a mansion. Uh, this was not the home of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, oh, but, but, but the Fresh Prince of Acting, mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Cage. Oh. It was Nicholas Cage's house, uh, and he called him in uh, to report a theft. He was oh. he was enraged because uh, uh, and, and you know it, because something had gone missing from his mansion. See, he's the, uh, his his, uh, his skill. He is an Oscar-winning actor. No, his his ability to choose good films. Well, fair. I feel that he's relevant. Yeah, Yeah. I feel that. (laughs) Oh, Nick. I feel his process is that every couple of months his agent comes in. He's got a big stack of scripts, and he's like, "Okay, we've got a romantic comedy, we've got an action film, we've got a blah blah." And he just takes the first one off the stock, and he just goes, "That one, that'll do." I I want that one. Yeah, but um, so he, but he's also known as an incredible Oscar-winning actor. Leaving Las Vegas. That's right. But also, uh, he's sort of an obsessive collector. So he's an obsessive collector of things. So his house. He's, he's so he's literally never left Las Vegas. In a way. He's <laughs> a... <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but I just thought I'd agree with yeah, him. Yeah, good call. Uh, anyway, uh, that's I don't what know we if you do. know, but uh, Derek is the name of an oil rig. <laughs> so we've all learned something. Well, if you've come away with one fact, it's that one. Okay. Uh, so the question is Wait, wait, it... Nick. Yes. He's an obsessive uh, collector of Maybe bad we'll... movies. Nice. Roles. Yeah, thank you. Because um, was, was it Nicolas Cage and Leonardo DiCaprio last year that had a big a bidding war over a... Uh, this was in 2007. He... Uh, tried to bid on some sort of Dinosaur fossil? skull. <laughs> Nicolas Cage has a collection of dinosaur skulls. Everyone. Of course he does. But yeah. who won that one? Him versus Leo, they're both... That throwing... was Nicolas Cage. Firstly, Dave, you said, was that last year? It was in 2007. Oh, like, they, might, they might have a continual war How slowly sure. is your life going? Or quickly? Well, Which would it be? We are talking about dinosaurs. I mean, on the, in the scale, <laughs> scheme of things... <laughs> One year, uh, nine yeah. years. Well played. Oh, I'm, I don't want this dinosaur skull anymore. It's from 2007. <laughs> did one of them have to give it? Did they have to give it back because it was yeah, stolen? Um, or Nicholas something? Cage had to give one of his dinosaur skulls back to Mongolia because it was stolen from the <laughs> sorry Mongolia. The, the nation of Mongolia. Yeah. Um, but okay. But the, Dear the, Mongolia. the thieves went right past his uh, his collection of uh, dinosaur skulls. They mm. went past his collection of shrunken heads. Ew. They went past his. Half a million dollar 1955 Jaguar D-Type that he had assembled in his lounge room. Um, <laughs> there's, you can't get it through the doors. They had to they take bu- it apart they built it and built l- it in his lounge room. <laughs> he sounds like fun. Yeah. But so what, they, what was the what's the purpose of that? Do you rev it? <laughs> yeah, you, you rev it. <laughs> you rev it for guests. Hear that, baby? <laughs> from does, from. does one rev it? Does one rev the... Uh, but he, they, oh, the thieves great. did not steal any of that. But because it was literally impossible to drive it. In a way, sure. Uh, what, what do you think they stole? 
Oh. If I can give you a hint... Mm-hmm. Was uh, it his Oscar statue? No. I'll give you a hint. The the man who they brought in, the detective they brought in, his name was uh, Don Hrychek, and he is the head, or he was at the time, the head of the LAPD's art theft unit. Oh. oh so I'm going to guess some sort comic of art. Yeah. He, like he was a detective. Was he like a DC? Is that a kind of detective? detective. No, Pete. <laughs> is that... What, what's the... De- P.I. Yeah, P.I. I'm, P. I'm thinking of P.I. You're thinking of D.C.I. You're of the bill. Yeah, D.C.I. D.C.I. Okay, great. No, D.C. is also a thing. Detective Constable. Okay, yeah, good. That's what I was thinking of. I love That's why I know, because I love the bill. D.C.I. is Detective Chief Inspector. Oh, very good. We talked about that on First Take with Jess. Yeah, it goes like Constable, Sergeant, Chief Inspector. So the thing I said wasn't dumb. In a just recapping. Is it... Anyway. His copy yes. of Action Comics number one featuring Superman. Yes, it is. Oh. Amazing. Good work, Dave. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yeah. I know a bit about Nicolas Cage and his dinosaur skulls, yeah. but not enough to know that it was set nine years ago. And not well, I mean, some, some facts uh, you might uh, uh, know about Nicolas Cage. So he's, he's actually Nicolas Coppola, so he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. And his stage name is Nicolas Cage after Luke Cage, the Marvel Comics <gasps> character, who now has a Netflix series. So that's oh. a little, little bit tippet. And uh, is he in the series? Does he get a cameo? No, you don't see him. You'd, you think he'd demand one? <laughs> you'd think so. All right. uh, also, his second son, who I think is eight or nine right now, his name is Kal-El. And is that, that, Superman, that is, Superman's, that is Superman's real name? That is Superman's uh, Kryptonian name. Okay, so, uh, so Nicolas Cage... Huge nerd. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, got him. But who would you say is the biggest Superman fan, Jerry Seinfeld or Nicolas Cage? I think if you're naming your kid after. Yeah. Like yeah. you are. How do you a... spell that? That's not a normal looking no, name. That's, that's K-A-L hyphen E-L. Oh, yeah. that's his. No. And is he yeah, a, a Cage or a, burden. A, or a Coppola? He's Kal-El Coppola, I believe. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool, actually. Right? He sounds like a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Kal-El Coppola. <laughs> a DJ or a rapper, Jess? Please. Mm. A DJ then, Matt. A DJ who dab- a DJ who dabbles. Yeah. DJ Dabbler. <laughs> Kal El Dabbler. Kal Dabbler. Kal Dabs. Dabbler's good. Yeah. So Action Comics number one, first appearance of Superman. So I decided today we talk about Superman because it's got a fun little yeah. fun little wrinkle. Oh, cool. what, what do you guys think about Superman? For some people, I reckon he's bloody super. Now I think oh. we. I think I already made my opinion known on the Marvel episode. We we briefly talked about some some sort of DC thing. So yep. Superman, I think. I find him a bit uh, when he's too good, yeah, he's, a little bit mm, dull. He's a bit boring. Too good at so his good. job, or too good as a as a man. As a man. Oh. Well, uh, how many roads must a man go down that's before he is right, yeah. Kal El? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he's well because he's almost unstoppable, invincible apart from, kind of thing. Right? Correct. And mm. but he's also yeah, he's a bit of a good boy, right? Well, that's I think a lot of people will say, and I think we we did talk about this in the previous episode. You know, he's he's kind of a one dimensional goody two shoes. Mm. He's kind of he can do anything. He can, uh, you know, he can he can juggle planets. He can fly around the world backwards and, and turn there, back time. Is there anything he's bad at? Is he like sexually awkward or something like that? <laughs> that would be amazing if he just like couldn't make the first move. Well, that's, that I would like him a lot more. If well, they talked I think about that. I think maybe it's it's actually the other way. There, there was a famous essay made, uh, written a few years ago called "Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex," which is Ew. which is which details the physics of, of Superman having sex with a mortal woman, and it's. Not good. Not good for, for oh, anyone, but mostly because mostly Lois Lane. Sure. Yeah. Some people have too much time. I feel. So, um, what were they saying oh. that the the physiology of the two of them? Yep. Would leave one rendered. Correct. 
hurt. Yes. By any encounters. Precisely. Does he? I mean, does he even have a human dick? <laughs> <laughs> He has a son now. In the comic books, he has a son. And Lois so. is the mum? Correct. Oh, okay. yeah, so Did he have to go in a cup? Is she now in a wheelchair? <laughs> 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 no one know, guys. She's very Take bloody... Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. No, it's fine. You can... It's, it's good. Um, That's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, so, so, so a lot of people sort of question the relevance of Superman, but, like, in terms of... Like, here's he the origin of the, of the term. Like, when you think superhero, that I mean, that's the... Yeah, is that why they're called superheroes? Yes, because yes, he's super. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, a bit of credit there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, cool. until until Superman arrived, there was no such thing as super- there was. I mean, there was there was. Uh, you know, we had yellow, the Phantom. Yellow man. Uh, we had we had the yellow kid. He was <laughs> the, the, first, kid. the first the uh, first first comic uh, book <laughs> character. Yellow man. And did, had... did you just say the Phantom? Okay, because all right, I'm going to bring this up. Oh, oh no! The no. first episode Nick Mason was on, we oh. talked about superheroes. I felt a little embarrassed to reveal my favourite superhero. Then, when I was away in Iceland, not at Nazi camp, as some of you will say, <laughs> um, hey, none of us said that right now. And you mate. did the you that up. and Matt did the Elvis episode. Somehow, the Phantom came up, and you all laughed at how shit the Phantom was. The Phantom is my favourite comic book character. He's also yeah, Sammy J's favourite comic Sammy book. Sammy J? Yeah. And, yes, he's... Z- and Zach from Arnie Donner. Yeah. This this studio is full of weird Phantom and people. And do I yeah. need to remind you, it, Nick We Mason. are behind a waterfall here. So. And Matt Stewart was there as well, actually. Do you remember this conversation? One night after a gig uh, here in <laughs> Melbourne. Do you have the clip ready to go? We went out <laughs> um, for dumplings with a group of comedians. Matt Stewart was there. I was there. Nick Mason was there. Um, now US superstar Ronnie Chang was there. That's right. Buying dumplings and forcing me to eat them because I'm too thin. He was worried about me. I don't anyway, know if I... We were talking about superheroes and I revealed that my favourite was the Phantom and Ronnie Chang, now US superstar, laughed at me for about five minutes about <laughs> how shit the Phantom was. Do you have any recollection of that? Because I have not forgotten it. No, and I've been too embarrassed to talk about the Phantom ever since. But you will when you can name drop Ronnie Chang, though. Eh? That's right, yeah. Oh, we Super know Ronnie Chang. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, not only do I know him, he once bullied me at a <laughs> Chinese right. restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> not okay, Ronnie. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I do love the Phantom. I'm a yep. big, big fan. Is that in the comic book world yes. that you dabble in? Oh, yes. Well, more than dabble. Um is is the Phantom laughed at by non pe- people that aren't obsessed like myself or Sammy J? Or no, I think he's just had a bad run. Like he had, there was they they. I, I think he's a character where maybe the time has passed for for that sort of genre. Like he's sort of stuck in the sort of nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties kind of era. And they attempted one movie with Billy Zane in the title role. And I liked that movie. You did? Yeah, it's fun. Nice sure, one. I was what year was you. that? I was a child. Six. I reckon like yeah. ninety-six or seven. Yeah. I reckon, so I was six or seven. And, yeah, uh, exactly. And McDonald's did the tie-in and the, the yes. Happy Meal. You get the, the skull rings. Yeah, and I can't. To be honest, haven't seen it since. So probably watching it now as an adult would have a different opinion. Mm. But I remember it fondly from my childhood. <laughs> but it, what, is there a reason why they couldn't give it the Captain America treatment? Oh, and reboot him in the future. They yeah. they keep trying. There's one. There's there's heaps set in the... Because he's he's a descendant, like he's a, he's the current one in a long line of, of mm. phantoms. So you can set him basically anywhere. There's there's one set in 2040. The Defenders of the Earth is set in the future. Right. Um, but yeah, it just never latches on. I mean, there's there's plenty of diehard fans and there's some good stories, but it's not. Yeah. Could is there a chance? Because he's it's from some other weird third. Uh, company, isn't it? Is uh, there a chance King that w- Syndicate, yes. maybe one of the good ones could buy it and make it into a good thing? No, both Marvel and DC have tried. Oh, really? Yeah, they've yeah, tried. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Yeah. Why I would thought, Why yeah. would these people not want to make lo- billions of dollars? <laughs> why would you say no to Marvel knocking on your door? <laughs> no. Wait, you mean they've tried to do it or they've yeah, tried no, Mar- to buy Marvel, it? Marvel, Marvel, and DC have both had Phantom series over the, the years. Right, and they just failed. Oh, so, yeah. so I thought you meant I thought you meant they tried to buy it. Oh, and, and then, these King features were like the estate of Lee Falk was like no, no, yeah. no, sir. I, no. I think I know what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like so the idea of a uh, you know man in tights meeting out justice. We had you know we had the Phantom, we had Flash Gordon, we had Buck Rogers, we had those kind of guys. But this was they, they were you know they were they were humans with a little bit of an edge, and they were kind of you know they were. They were, they were just they were just regular human beings more or less and but but Superman they were like okay well what if we gave him all the powers what if we, what if he was the mightiest man in the universe kind of thing um, and so um, should have called him Mighty Man there is a Mighty Man it's taken <laughs> yeah try try and name another superhero I bet they exist um, <laughs> uh, microphone stand adjusting man oh. you've got me right. thank right. you copyright. It sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. The, the estate of Lee Fork has tried to. Wait, <laughs> what about, like, say, realistically, okay, like um, something that's a, a positive word and then a type of human or thing? <laughs> the first one was, I thought of Superman. <laughs> 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 um, that's, he's so iconic. What about uh, Excellent <laughs> Man? Mr. Excellent? So that sounds like... It's a Mr. Terrific. Fucking hell. <laughs> Mr. Terrific. It's a great. Captain Fun. I'll, if I can, if I can, co- <laughs> if I can cover all the bases, Hydro Man's real. Glorious uh, Owl girl. Man is real. Uh, he's he's, he's pointed the so point at a bottle of water. Owl <laughs> Man was his watch. Um, Duff uh, Man. Duff, Duff, Duff Man's man. real. Yep. Mild alcoholic dependency man. That's Iron Man. That's he's Matt Stewart. That's Matt <laughs> Stewart. Also oh, Matt Stewart. Hang on. Yep. Got you, mate. No, thank um, you. Yeah. So I mean, so so we start off with Action Comic Number One. That was in 1938. Uh, Ten cent cover price. Ten uh, cents. Bargain at the time. Um, was that a bargain at the time? That was about standard. And what's this? 1938? This is 1938. Oh, so yeah. A good year. <laughs> Very good year. Uh, and so Superman didn't get the whole issue. It was like, a, it was like an anthology issue. Uh, various other characters. Uh, Marco Polo, famous adventurer, got a, got a historical... Uh, <laughs> Marco, Marco Polo. Was yeah. he, does he have superpowers? No, just regular. Oh. Yawn, am I right? Superman was the first one to have superpowers. Captain Snooze, he's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. He's one of our own. Just saying. So, Superman only got 13 pages in the first issue. Was that a whole story or a to-be-continued type? It was a series of stories. So, he had a one-page origin. That was was one of the pages. Uh, He he finds a man who's beating up his wife and he just uh, thumps him. So, that's good. Um, But, like, like kills him? No, he doesn't die. Okay. He probably wishes he was dead, but... Superman doesn't kill people, right? Or is Mostly. that Batman? Batman doesn't. Superman has from time to time. Oh, yeah. If, if, uh... Superman. Yeah, I know, right? Set a good example, Such a mate. good boy. Yeah. Uh, he, saves, uh, he saves a woman from the electric chair, wrongly convicted. Oh. Uh, and he, but do uh... they just recapture and try again? <laughs> no, no, no. He goes to court. He presents yeah, new right. evidence. New evidence. Mm. <laughs> just very, very fast. He gets, a, he gets yep. a law degree to do so. You know. He fucking would. He didn't, didn't save uh, Stompy the elephant, though. Oh, no. No. Don't bring that up again. <laughs> that made me so sad. That was that's really sad. Thomas Edison, you maniac. Jeez. Thomas Edison, man? Uh, Electro. 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 Oh, yeah, supervillain Electro. Fuck. Static. Lightning lad. Lightning, Lightning lad. lad. Yeah. Yeah. Are the, what's the, oh, there aren't that many good girl this. ones. Do you name some good, some good girl ones? Bat girl. Super girl. Wonder she woman. Hulk, Wonder she <laughs> Hulk. She Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> she Hulk, superhero, and lawyer. Yeah. She Hulk. Yeah. That is a very silly... <laughs> 
Doctor <laughs> Doctor X and Y. Oh yes. Instead of Doctor X. Chromosomes. Chromosomes. Chromosome joke. X and Y would be a man though. Yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone would have immediately got that. Jess is still laughing at She-Hulk. <laughs> Why is She-Hulk funny? Surely Electric Lad or whatever is funny. Isn't it? Lightning Lad. She-Hulk. Lightning Lad. That's so dumb. <laughs> uh, is, so next, she- next on a really nice thing and come in no, here no. today. He didn't, and you're... Invent, he didn't invent She-Hulk. Yeah, sorry. I'm not I'm, laughing look, at you Nick. know what? I'll take my laughs where I can get him. <laughs> Let's try it again. She-Hulk. <laughs> is She-Hulk... <laughs> She-Hulk respected? Are we going to be chastised yeah. for laughing at She-Hulk? No, no, She-Hulk is a... Uh, She-Hulk received a blood trans... She's she's uh, the, the regular Hulk's cousin. She received a blood transfusion from the original Hulk. And she's also a lawyer. So <laughs> That's the funniest part of all. Yeah. Jess, still yes. laughing. Jessica. Still laughing at the lawyer. She-Hulk. No, it's still pretty funny. It is funny. What would it have been fun? Like, I don't know where you would go with it, though, because all the other ones, it ends in man, so you just flip that. But Hulk has got nowhere to to grip onto. Mrs. Hulk. Mrs. Hulk, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Mrs. Hulk. Lady Hulk. Could it just be... Hulk lady. Yeah. (laughs) Because if it was just Hulk, it would be confusing, right? Mm. It's like, I'm I'm just the woman Hulk, but I just call Hulk because it's not right that I should have to... (laughs) He doesn't have to have a Mr. Hulk. Why should I... Oh shit! You're absolutely that's right. Funny. I mean, that's they, we're, funny. We're, we're 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 digging deep into something here. Like a lot like, of is a this? Lot a, of... Do you reckon this is how most of them are created? Yeah. Four people sit around and just like probably back and forth until they're like, yeah, chick Hulk. Yeah, chick Hulk. I'm actually really glad. This is so off topic, but I'm really glad my dad was not aware of She Hulk because when I was you might have been named She Hulk no, as a child. No, because... <laughs> Because when I was like 12, because I always played basketball Uh since I was about seven, and when I was 12, they changed the rules so that girls played with smaller basketballs. Wow. Because they decided girls are weaker. But we were used to the bigger ones, so then I would would always throw the ball out of court because I (laughs) I would throw it stronger. Mm -hmm. than. And my dad always used to go like, nice pass, Igor. But She-Hulk would have been much funnier. Yeah, yeah. She-Hulk. Is that a thing for professional... Like uh, people in the um, WNBL, the Women's National Basketball League, do they play with smaller balls? I couldn't say for sure, but like I still play basketball and we play with a six and the men play with a seven. So I would I would probably assume... Yeah. That is bizarre. It's so in weird. The, in the new Women's AFL League, they're going to play with a smaller ball yeah. and with two less players on the field. Oh. Same size field? Same size field. Huh. Well, well, I mean, they're all randomly sized anyway in AFL. Why, but yeah. why... Yeah, that's a good point. Why less players? Players, it's just a, they reckon it's a better way to play just football. Just less bitchy that way. Yeah. Just less bitchy. Yeah. They've done science and 18 girls. That's why they're two or less players. Two of them are always going off the side to bitch about the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're still no, there. No, because one's always just... offended and has to go and then her friend has to go with her. Mm. Stacey, wait. Mm. And then is the smaller ball, is the smaller ball pink? You can understand I'm very, I'm, that upsets me quite a bit. I hate that. Well, yeah, this, well, it, the less players are supposed like sixteen on the field is just I think it's a better way it's supposedly a better spectacle but that's I don't know apparently apparently the players themselves tick this off so I cool. I was at first I'm like this is stupid and then I read that I'm like well I guess they've probably got more right to yeah. say than I do that's so I'll fair. just slink back down in my chair yeah well yeah cool if they if that's what they said great but it's just dumb she Hulk. <laughs> 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 Fucking She-Hulk. She-Hulk. But we had a good laugh. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's quite it's a bit. Sorry I to the listeners enjoyed, enjoyed 
Uh, sorry to derail. Please That's right. do go on. Oh, sure. Thank you. That's my first actual official do go on, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're welcome. He also rescues Lois Lane, who's his long-time love interest for like the last 80 years. So. Oh, uh, in the first, ep- in first, the first... issue, yeah. Wow. Lois Lane, yeah. So, but she wasn't the electric chair. No, different no. woman. He's just saving women left reckon, and right. Do you reckon she's... Lois would be pretty jealous that like that's that was often a that was that's been a foil for many years. Lois Lane, Lana Lang. They've... So jo- mm. Lois couldn't get over the fact that he saved someone from the electric chair. That's right. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. Right. I mean, she was innocent. Lois. The evidence is there. <laughs> Just look. Let him fry. <laughs> Steady on, Miss Lane. That God, was, yeah. was that her? That God, was my she sounds, Lois. She sounds jaded. Mm. So, um, at this point, he was basically uh, he was. Uh, he could. He was superhumanly strong, and he could leap over tall buildings. So, hence the uh, you know more powerful than the locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. You know. Oh, okay. Can I ask the the famous phrase? What's that? A bird? Is it mm. a plane? Is that an old thing, or is that a movie? No, that's from the radio show. Oh. Mm. Right. Did that come along? Oh, that was like 1943. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. like Matt's era version of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Matt, Were you, you on that? Did you do some bloody... Matt, yeah, the... I, was, I was there. Did some sound I, design I, I on did, that? yeah, some of the crinkling of paper. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. I can't remember what that was for, but <laughs> that was fire. one of the... One of the yeah, Probably fire. heat vision. He didn't have heat vision at this point. He didn't have x-ray vision. He didn't have super breath. He didn't have... Oh, super breath? Yes. Yeah, so, well, oh, you know, like ice always breath. Minty. How do you, oh, yeah, always okay. minty. <laughs> How do, you, do you go to like university or something to get that? You don't think so. Can I get that? It's more a case of... A lot, you know, a lot of the, we were talking about, you know, a lot of, you were saying a lot of superheroes were probably developed around a, a room, just people going, you know, uh, what about this? What about mm. this? A lot of, I think a lot of this stuff was like, well, why not just, just throw it in? Just give him, why not? how can how can he get through that? I can just use his extra vision. He can see through it. Why not? Yeah. He's, he's pinky's yeah. a key to every car in the world. Yeah. So, so the, ori- I guess the original incarnation of, of Superman, the idea was he'd come from a, the planet Krypton where everything was, it was a much more harsh environment. So, you know, the sun beat down harder and the gravity was much more intense right. and kind of, and the, the, you know, the, 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 the air. She-Hulk. We, yeah. <laughs> She-Hulk didn't Guys, exist. I'm trying to give you facts, all right? Guys, <laughs> it just popped into my head again. <laughs> if you need to leave the room, would you like some pictures of She-Hulk? No, I can, okay. I'll make it worse. <laughs> but like the, the atmosphere was kind of like, you know, pea soup kind of, you couldn't see through it. So, you know, as a result, he was stronger and he could leap and he could, you know, see through. So if everyone <laughs> from Krypton survived, they get just killed, right? The planet blows up? Yes, the planet uh, The planet was unstable. It had an unstable core. And so uh, uh, Superman's father, Jor-El... Uh, Nicholas right, Ca- Cage's second job. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he, he, uh... Jor-El! Jor-El! <laughs> Go back here! Get in, get in your room! Your planet's about to be destroyed! God! Get out, uh, of, get out of my Datsun in the lounge room. <laughs> he uh, he was like, the planet's going to be destroyed. I'm going to put my son in this ship and and send him off to Earth. And nobody else believed him. And then the planet was destroyed. So all the other Kryptonians were right. Were Why didn't Jor-El get in the plane? It wasn't enough resources to build the, another spaceship. Oh, okay. that's yeah. good. I thought there was going to be no answer to that. So I feel like a bit of an idiot. I, I didn't, <laughs> didn't realise all that stuff about the yeah the harsh environment and stuff. That's that's a really sweet way of explaining it. Well, that's that's old school. Um, he's uh, Superman's been rebooted a number of times, and the explanation has changed. You know, so over. over but right. from that original one, if the planet hadn't survived, would everyone be as good as Superman? Yes, they, they if they came have. to our planet. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Is that what happens with people like Supergirl and stuff? They're like, yes, oh, we'll we'll see. A... After a while, they go, okay, well, what if there was another Superman? And so they're like, when well, it was a lady, let's make Supergirl. So it turns out that uh, Supergirl's father had also 
put her in a rocket. It turns out there was enough resources for one more rocket, so they put her in the rocket. And she was actually older than uh, she was. A, she was a, so, sort of a teen girl at the time, and she was sent to Earth. But it went the you know it, it flew off course. By the time she ended up on Earth, Superman had grown up to Superman, and she was still a girl. Oh, so, oh, that means yeah. that they can't. Okay, so that's why she's girl and not Superwoman. Yes, because that. Mm. But, do but you there not... is a Superwoman, so don't worry yeah. about that. Good, good. <laughs> There's already a Superwoman. But she's a Supergirl because mm. she's still a teenager. Correct. Gotcha. Mm. Right. Yeah. So nothing can happen between Superman and Supergirl. No, they're cousins. Ew. So. Dave. So what's the problem? <laughs> oh, Dave, no. no Dave, I'll, let me, Dave, you already know about the purity. You, you, don't, don't. Yeah, you know about you purity. You know all yeah. about that, mate, so don't. But she and him are the only two compatible people that aren't going to kill the other one. So th- what, therefore it's okay to fuck your cousin? God, you're sick, Warnicky. Sicko. Yuck. Gross, then, man. I mean, then what happens, Dave? What's the next generation? Yeah, what then? Mm. What then, Dave? They've got super tumours and super bloody, super yeah. extra thumbs. I don't want any of that. You don't want an extra thumb. I kind of want an extra yeah. thumb now that I think about Come it. Come on. Yeah. Three think about thumbs it. up. Three thumbs up. Yeah, having a great time. <laughs> uh, do go on. Okay, so yeah, so eventually yeah, over the over the many years, uh, I guess I mean I guess the number one conceit of that 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 Superman. Uh, had that none of the other heroes had. Like, if you think of the Phantom, you think of Buck Rogers, those kind of guys. They were always that guy. You know, they were always... It was always... You know, the the, the most... Uh, the greatest difference was the Phantom would occasionally put on a trench coat and he'd be the Phantom wearing a trench coat. But... Uh, <laughs> would he say that? Hello, I am the Phantom <laughs> wearing a trench, a trench coat. coat. But uh, uh, S- Superman's creators, they they invented the conceit of sort of the, the super secret identity. So Superman was... You know, he was this paragon of virtue when he was Superman, but when he wasn't, he was just Clark Kent, who was this bumbling reporter. And like that, so that sort of, I guess, struck a chord with, you know, kids especially, because he, like, he loved Lois Lane, but she loved Superman. Like, she had no interest in, in this bumbling, this bumbling oh, idiot Clark Kent. And it kind of, I guess, I guess for kids and teens especially, it was sort of like this, um, you know, I'm, I had, you know, I have so much more to offer. If once only, you know the if real only, me. Yeah, if once you know the real me, exactly. There was that kind of thing, yeah. I'm um, at, why do nice guys always... <laughs> I'm such a nice guy. Why don't the girls look at me? Mm. Was that you as a teenager, Maddie? No, that was me uh, doing Dave That was teenager. you last week. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, hang on. Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no that, that's it. Did yeah. you get that? Matt was trying to pin one on me and Jess slammed one on him. Oh, classic Perkins. I was being too real Alan. and Jess felt sorry for Dave. I.e. Jess never feels sorry for Dave. Mm-hmm. She just wants to make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, like yeah, so over the years, uh, Superman developed all these various uh, powers, you know, the heat vision and the flight and the millions of other powers. And, yeah, it was just kind of boardroom kind of thing. The, the only, for a, while, for a long time, his only weakness in the universe was kryptonite. And we're speaking about the, the radio show. In, um, in the, the kryptonite was invented basically because... Um, you know, radio shows, you, you couldn't draw them, obviously, because they're, you know, they're real, performed by real what? people. No, that's true. It's true, <laughs> Jess. I just don't think... Guys, list- I'm, not a, I'm not a bloody report veteran like you guys, all right? <laughs> I just but- don't think the listeners could, like, even imagine what a radio show would be like. No. no just, seems- just voices in your ears. Seems Ugh. dumb. It's weird. So, basically, um, uh, the guy who played the voice of, of Superman on the radio show, this was in the 40s, uh, Bud Collier, basically... He Did wanted- you know him, Matt? Yeah, it was my uh, best man. Son? 
Oh yeah, I was trying grandson. to grandson. Wait, is it is it, yeah, younger than me is funnier, right? Yeah, it's funnier. Yeah, yeah he's my great great grandson. <laughs> I still almost <laughs> fucked it. But yeah, he's like way younger than me. Uh I hope he's doing well that young buck. <laughs> So, uh, basically, uh, Bud Collier, who was the voice of Superman, was like, I kind of want to take a vacation from this. I just don't want to... I want I want a few weeks off for whatever people did in the 40s. Um, and so, <laughs> the premise, they were like, okay, well, we need, to, we need to weaken him and we need to trap him. And so, basically, they invented kryptonite. They put him in a kryptonite cage that weakened him. And they just had a stand-in just groan in pain for several episodes. <laughs> Oh my so god! So basically, it was like you know, it was like you know Perry White, who was the you know the head of uh, the, the the Daily Planet, going, "Where's Superman? We've got to find Superman to, to stop this." And Lois Lane's, "Oh my god, I love Superman. Where is he?" And then just cut to Superman going, oh, oh, "I'm in such pain." That's oh, amazing. Oh, that's so funny. So that's that's how most of these things are invented. That's... Guys, pre-record, you nerds. Oh, go on holiday. What's the idea? So the so what is Krypton? Krypton? Oh, kryptonite is... so kryptonite. when Oh, that, that's right. So Krypton uh, had an unstable core, and so uh, Superman escapes, Supergirl escapes, Crypto the Superdog escapes. Uh, <laughs> Crypt- the Crypto the... Sorry, <laughs> who? Crypto the, Crypto super- the Superdog. What that's breed? That's a joke. He's one. a... No, he's, he doesn't have a specific breed. He's white. He's like... He looks kind of... It's like a Labrador. It's kind of like a white Labrador. So he's a bit of a mix. He is a mix, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a mutt. He's a mutt. <laughs> he's super, super bitzer. Mm. Uh, various other whoever needed to escape to be added in the series later escaped yep. uh, and then Krypton exploded and the remnants of Krypton became these glowing green rocks called Kryptonite which are, which are lethal to Kryptonians right. and well, is why that are they for lethal if yeah. it's their planet okay well who's to say yeah. there's okay. no uh, 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 look you've had a lot of good what, answers what, so far Nick what Dave there's nothing on earth that could kill us Mm, that's a good question. I can't, Even I can't, regular rocks. I can't think. I can't, <laughs> yeah, people have been killed by regular Thrown rocks. Hard enough. Name, one, name one thing that could kill me. Asbestos. Hasn't yet. Asbestos yeah. man. Asbestos man. Is that a thing? Um, Ratsack no. lady. Oh. Oh, she hulk. She hulk. <laughs> she hulk with a bag lady of rats. Asbestos. <laughs> Ms. Bestos. <laughs> oh, we like that. She hulk. Mm. That's silly. Anyway, Action Comics number one. So people, uh, they made about two hundred. They printed about two hundred thousand copies of Action Comics number one. But I mean, comic books. Uh, up, comic books up until the, maybe the nineties. Nobody cared about comic books. They were like the newspaper. You would, you'd read it. You'd, you'd show it to your friends. You'd pass them around. Uh, you'd stick them in your back pocket or whatever. And so of the two hundred thousand copies left. There's maybe a hundred left now. Oh wow! It's, uh, so it's one hundred. One, maybe probably less now. Wow! And um, who were the people keeping them? Were they like just oh, accidentally? Got a list of all hundred. No, of them. well, I just mean, were they were they people <laughs> who were like going, "I love this so much, I want to keep it," or were they just people who, for some reason, just found it later in there? Well, well, we'll get to it in a little bit, but a lot of them had just survived by chance. Like right. it's just wow. where they happen to be. You know, an abandoned building or a what have you, and they've Amazing. just been—they've survived sandwiched between something else. That's cool. And they've just happened to happen to survive. Yeah. Fuck, check your sandwiches, people. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sandwiches. He looks so proud, but also hates himself. <laughs> so anyway, Nicholas Cage's copy of Action Comics number one. Um, yes, I'm very. So he he had one. He's had he had one of the best. Um, so it, it was a it was a near mint. <laughs> so when he bought it, they they didn't have. It, there wasn't a real grading system, but they they were like, "Oh, this is near, this is near mint. It looks pretty great." Later, they developed a grading system from one through ten. Is ten being ten is the best? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So and <laughs> that's good. Dave, oh. that's the most 
surprising thing today? The higher the number, the better the condition? <laughs> well, do I need to tell you that whoever comes number one at the Olympics gets the gold? Oh. Thank you. But what if they found a better copy? What if number one was the best and they found an even better copy? What would you do then? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Two gold medals. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, okay. This is a three gold medal rated. It's got its gold and <laughs> gold and silver copy. 407 Superman. gold medal rating. Mm. No, okay. so um, so do they later say what Nicolas Cage's version would be? From yeah, one we'll, to... we'll get right. We'll get to it. Very, Sorry, very stop exactly. skipping ahead. No, I, no, please. I can't wait. I just love yeah. this. I okay, love it so, so much. So here's Nimin. So um, the first time it ever appeared, unnamed buyer, unnamed seller, uh, it was sold at Sotheby's, which is the, the big auction house in England, mm-hmm. for $86,000. That's in 1993. Sotheby's. Uh, Sotheby's. That's fun. Um, then it was bought by a man named Stephen Fischler. He owns a, a big uh, collectible store in New York called Manhattan Collectibles. He bought it for $135,000 in 1996. Oh. And then Mm-mm. in just uh, sort of 1996, 1997, um, Nicolas Cage was signed on to do a Superman movie. It was called Superman Lives. It uh, doesn't. It, it it never came about. Oh, but he no. was he was fitted for the costume. There I've seen a video of it. Oh, yeah. would, would, would I have seen a video of yeah, you, photos? No, you would have seen video and video. photos. Yeah, yeah. And was he? Oh, it looked great. No, he would have been so excited. Was yeah, he right. absolutely stoked? Yeah, that was that was oh, his, was like, his dream. No. Yeah, I'll do it for free. Right. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, and he he there's there's footage of the, there's um Kevin Smith the the film director he was brought on to write a draft of that script and. Uh, the the producer John Peters, who also produced the 1999's Batman movie, he was give, he gave Kevin Smith three notes. Um, I don't want to see him in the suit. That's Nicolas Cage, Superman. I don't want to see him in the suit for the whole movie. Yeah, I don't want to see him fly. What? And he has to fight a giant spider in the third act. <laughs> Those were the three. Those are three really dumb notes, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm no film buff. Mm-hmm. I did a bit of film studies oh, yes. at university, mm-hmm. but that. Sounds like a really dumb idea. And I know my arachnids. Yeah. Hey, I... what would Sidney Scheinberg think of that, do you reckon? Spider, how about a ladybug? <laughs> Kids love ladies! <laughs> I think that's what he'd say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember She-Hulk? <laughs> Get She-Hulk in the fourth act! I'll be yeah. back to She-Hulk in a couple of weeks, guys. I'll... <laughs> um, She-Hulk man. origins. I'll die. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that that's the kind of... Met... So this was going to be a Tim Burton film... And I think so. Interest- but he, so he, wow. Tim Burton was going to direct it. Yeah, this was after after Batman. They're like, you're the guy. You're the oh my you're god. The and wow. the guy that produced Batman, which was good. And John well, Peters, former hairdresser, Why? who became a movie producer. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think there was there was a lot. There were a lot of drafts. There were a lot of meddling. People couldn't uh, people couldn't settle on a script for a really long time. And then people dropped. Tim Tim Burton dropped out because he didn't want to be a comic book movie guy anymore and it all just sort of fell to pieces. But to, in, in their defence, I'm sure you must have seen much more comic book movies than most of us. <laughs> have you seen ones that are worse than a giant spider? Surely there's worse. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, uh, but maybe it could have been great. The Fabulous Four, for instance? Or is Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, that's, fabulous. I wish there were a giant spider in that. <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> uh, John Peters later went on to produce the Will Smith uh, film Wild Wild West. Oh, wow. That, and in and the, there was uh, a giant spider? In the finale, in? there's a giant robot spider, so apparently that's his thing. Oh, oh that is Maybe so it's his signature funny. move. He's got a weird fetish. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was not, wasn't great. But it made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so, wow, wow, worst. So, so, so to prepare for this role, um, uh, uh, Cage went to uh, Stephen Fischler, who's this uh, collectibles owner uh, who had Action Comics number one, and he bought 400 vintage comics, and one of them was Action Comics number one, which he bought for $150,000. He bought 400 comics. 400 comics. Were they all, Just... sp- all Superman? 
No, they were all just an assortment. I think he wanted to get into the... What to... the fuck? Yeah. I think 400. He, I think, you know what? I think it was... Because he, he's always been, like I said, this obsessive collector. He's always been into this sort of stuff. I think it might have been a case of, well, if I buy 400 at a time and I say it's a research thing, I can write it off. And then, like, oh. and then you you what automatically about... got a collection too. It's not like yeah, beginning exactly. a collection yeah. where you've just got a three and you're yeah. like, no, it's a collection. That's right. You get start with four hundred. You're a collector. Mm. Exactly. What? What? Can I ask? You know how he's oh. obviously into Superman so much that he names his kid the real name. Yep. In this time, was he into Superman, or did buying this comic make him even more obsessed? Do you reckon? Oh, that's. Or a was good he already an obsessive? Superman? I feel Nicolas Cage is always at num is at level ten obsessed with. With everything, at from all one time. to ten, so, yeah. Sotheby's was giving <laughs> me a ten. I don't think he could go over or under that at any point. Wow. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Superman, uh, origin of Superman. So uh, Superman was uh, created by uh, the writer Joe Siegel and uh, uh, sorry Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, who are these. Um, they were they've been kids. They 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 grew up. They were friends together uh, in Toronto in Canada, um, and so uh, Joe Schuster he he grew up on like comic strips. Uh, his father would. Uh, you know, show him, put him up on his knee and show him all the comic strips. Some of his favourites, I, I took note of this because I thought they were fun. Uh, his favourite comic strips are the Cats and Jammer Kids, Boob McNutt, <laughs> as a character from the, from the 30s. Uh, do, you, do you know anything, anything about the no. plot of Boob McNutt? No, I, I think it's, the less we know, the better. And it's difficult to Google that. Speaking of uh, happy, another one, Happy Hooligan and Barney Google was a, was ah, a Barney Google. Was a, Not as good as Boob McNutt, but no. Um, so anyway, uh, so Schuster was this. Uh, Sort of tiny little teenager who wanted to be a tough guy, and I, uh, you know, he was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the kind of uh, after school workout and eat raw eggs kind of. Oh, he was that kind Dave. of kid. I really um, like this guy. <laughs> and he uh, he illustrated a comic strip for his high school newspaper. Dave, um, and... <laughs> this is, is this my life? <laughs> uh, so uh, he he met uh, these two met in 1931, um, and they 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 worked together on this. Uh, little little fanzine, school newspaper kind of thing, which they sold for fifteen cents. Oh, uh, for per, more than copy. Superman? Yeah, for more than yeah, oh. yeah. Um, and yeah, so they, in 1933 they created a character called uh, they created a story called the Reign of the Superman, where su- this Superman was this bald villain with mental powers. Uh, didn't really go anywhere, so that's fun. But, uh, <laughs> but I can think about plenty of bald. Bald people with superpowers to come. Mm, yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> Why do they have to be bald to get the thoughts out of their head? <laughs> <laughs> it's like hairs trapping them in. Yeah. Imagine Professor Xavier from X-Men with an afro. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh, they just glue an afro wig to his head and he just can't do his telekinesis. Uh, so, so Jerry Siegel said um, in an interview in, in the 80s, he said, as a high school student, I thought someday I might become a reporter and I had a crush on several attractive girls who either didn't know I existed or didn't care I existed. Dave. Uh, as, a, as a matter of fact, some of them looked like they hoped I didn't exist. Uh, it occurred to me, what if I was real terrific? What if I had something special going for me, like jumping over buildings or throwing cars around? Then maybe they'd notice. That was there. Girls yeah. of the 30s were very different. I know, right? If you can't throw a car, they got, if you can't throw a, a Chevrolet, they got no interest. But uh, So that's, that's the story you gave. Many, many years later, so... Uh, just before he, he passed away, he actually told the story that um, his father was a tailor. His name's Mitchell uh, uh, Siegel. And in, the, in 1932, uh, three men went into his father's tailor shop and robbed the, the tailor shop, and his father died of a heart attack while that was happening. Oh, no. And, uh, and then, you know, very soon afterwards, he, created, he suddenly created this character who is 
you know, super strong and invulnerable and can leap over tall buildings. Oh. And he went 50 years. He didn't tell anybody that story, which is... Oh, man. Wow. Fun fact, right? <laughs> super, well, super fun fact. That's amazing. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, so anyway, so they, they shopped Superman around for uh, years and years and years. So, you know, 33, so five-ish years. Um, and in 1938, they went to DC Comics. Uh, and they they pitched Superman to them, and the company paid them for this thirteen page story in Action Comics number one a hundred and thirty dollars, and they split it half uh, down the middle. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right, sixty five bucks each. What? Pretty, pretty good. Um, and with the check, they got a check. Uh, the agreement was that they got de- uh, Detective Comics got the exclusive right to the character of Superman to have and hold forever. Oh. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Um, uh, a few months later, they were hired to become staff writers at DC. Uh, they again signed a deal naming Detective Comics the exclusive owner of their work, including Superman. Um, what? This has, been, this has been described as the original sin of comic books because this, that's kind of set the precedent. You create a character... No matter what happens to that character, if they put it on lunchbox, they make it into movies, they what have you. You got you got what you paid. You got you paid for for that day, and that was it. Uh, so here's a little fun fact. So um, here's another fun one of these fun facts you love, Jess Perkins. Okay. So um, Stephen Fischler, Manhattan Collectibles, our our friend who who sold Nicolas Cage, all this stuff. He uh, he acqu- actually acquired uh, some. I think a, a bank representative uh, sold him the the check that, that or he somehow acquired the check, the one hundred and thirty dollar check. That they got, uh, that was sold to a collector for one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. So, so even the paper it's written on is right? worth a thousand times the amount. Right, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But She Hulk, though. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fun. That's fun. That's still paying the big bucks. Oh, yeah, right. That's the good stuff. Um, yeah, but I mean, Superman again. As as we know, Superman since became this, you know, profoundly iconic character. You know, movies, TV shows, cartoons. Lunchboxes. He's done a bit. Yeah, he's done a bit, right? He's done the four major mediums. Yeah. TV, movies, radio, lunchboxes. Yeah, that's what you want. That's a big four. Mm-hmm. The big four. God, the day that there's a do-go on Lunchbox, <sighs> be a happy imagine. day. Mm. Well, if you oh. contribute $1,000 a month to the Patreon, we will mail you an exclusive <laughs> do-go on Lunchbox. <laughs> Only $1,000 a month. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we'll, we'll wait here. <laughs> yeah. You get your checkbooks. Yep, mm. we'll print a thousand in advance. <laughs> Imagine that we get a million dollars a month. That's too many dollars. That would make me anxious. <laughs> well. That's too much money. Uh, where are we? <laughs> Riches make you make you nervous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So we, talk, we were talking about uh, 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 Matt. You were saying where did all these Superman? Where did these action comics number one? All the, all the vintage comics? Where did yeah. they end up? So uh, um, back to Manhattan collectibles. Uh, he once, uh, our, our friend Stephen Fischler once auctioned a low-grade copy of uh, of Action Comics number one. So this is a one point five out of ten. Out of ten, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so this so, yeah. <laughs> put it in the bin. So, so <laughs> look, I don't want to have to explain. Why even bother? Explain scaling to our listeners, mm. but one point five—that is only one point five of the way to ten. Yeah, that's right. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah. 
which is half of 30. And even that wouldn't be that good. <laughs> you got a 30%. You put that put it in the bin. Um, so basically, uh, a man named David Gonzalez, he was a, a contractor. He was renovating a home that was built in 1938. And he smashed through a wall. And he found, being used as insulation, a whole bunch of newspapers. Oh, and he shuffled no. through them and there was uh, Action Comics number one just being just stuffed into the wall. Did he realise what he had straight away? Yes, he did. Well, but here's the thing. Wow. Okay, here's the thing, though. Imagine so, the moment. So basically, yeah. he went, he went, uh, he went home, and he was like, "Check this out. Look what I've got." And his his wife's aunt was there, big family home, and she was like, "This isn't worth anything. This is this is kind of rubbish." And they <sighs> no, no, they tussled no. over it, and uh, tussled. And he accidentally ripped the back cover oh. off. Um, why so, would you? Why would you be like so? Adamant that you were like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it I, off you and put it in the bin. That's how it works. So, so tearing the back cover oh. took it down, I guess, to a 1.5, and that took seventy five thousand dollars off the market value. Oh, that but, bitch! But it still sold for one hundred seventy. <laughs> still sold for one hundred seventy five thousand. That so, absolute so, bitch. And did David Gonzalez get it, or the person who owns the house that he was renovating? Doesn't say. Oh no! Fuck that. He gets it. Yeah, look, Do you yeah. Think? yeah, yeah it it's seems time. Right. Fuck yeah. them. Mm. No, might have been. Might have been. Could have been a condemned home. Finders keepers, yeah. losers, losers fuck off. Well, I know that, oh, that went wrong, right, but I thought right, it was yeah. going to go. Because in a way, this is kind That's of... the Perkins way. This, I guess it's the form of archaeology, and in a way, often people, they make a deal. Like, if I find something on your property, yeah. they'll split the profits. Right. Well, I mean, they, I don't think you make that kind of deal when you hire a tradie to come in and renovate. Cause you're <laughs> From not, now on, you're, if anyone ever comes into my house, they must sign a clause that if they find some sort of valuable hidden in the wall. I think I think it should you be You don't the, own the house. I think it should be the... Yeah, the homeowner should get it, I reckon. No. Mm. Be, been, you, might, they might have been dead. Maybe they should. Oh, look, a, a no, look, I reckon, I reckon they were dead. I don't think it's fine. But if yeah. they were alive... Maybe they should have got off their bums and been renovating the house themselves then. Mm, do, 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 do hey? I do it yourself? No, you're just, you're being, I reckon you're being unreasonable. I don't <laughs> think I am at all. I say, as I mentioned before, finders keepers, losers, everybody. I've got Jess's phone now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can you keep that? Yeah. Oh, only, you only Jess's. You didn't find it. It was sitting on the table just in front of Just found it over me. here. It's not finding it. Found on the table. Found it. I was sitting in front of it. It's mine. Yeah, it was in the wall of their house. What bloody hell is this? That's my my phone. They often turn on each other. I know, right? It's fine. You don't know the passcode. I'm just glad they're not turning on me. That's good. Look, I can figure out a passcode. Can you? One day they'll develop a certain amount of familiarity with me and that will breed contempt and then I'll be pounced upon. That's right, but for now you are a guest in our home. (laughs) So good. whatever you find in our walls, you keep. Thank you. (laughs) Dave, no. (laughs) I found some soundproof. Can I get the soundproof tiles? Oh, definitely. Sure, go for it. Okay, so in 2008, uh, we had another Action Comics number one. That was a six out of ten. So that was $317,200. That's what they got for it. Uh, In 2010, we had one that was an eight, and that was $1 million. That got that $1 million flat. A million. Um, And then uh, later on in uh, 2010, there was an Action Comics number one that was an 8.5, and that got $1.5 million. Nicolas Cage's copy is a nine. So A nine. A nine. And is... Does a 10 exist or do we not know? We'll get to that. <gasps> yeah. It's starting to sound like an inside job. But I mean, short, me. answer, short answer is yes. There's, okay. a, there's a 10. The 10 exists. Bit of sizzle. Well, actually, uh, it's like a 9495. So, so pretty good. It, it's almost up. like it's not possible to be a 10 because a 10 would be straight off the press. In yeah, the olden right, exactly, days, back yeah. when I was in Nobody a, a, had a boy. Nobody touched it. Yeah, yeah back when so, I was a boy. <laughs> they're, they're, they're so stringent. Like, if you if you turn a page and you've got a little bit of grease on your hand and right. and you turn that, then it, then it's it's not a 10 anymore. Yeah. Something built into my personality means I don't want a 1.5. Someone's offering me, it's like, I don't want your shitty <laughs> ripped pages yep. in my house. I don't want to be anywhere near it. What's the lowest you'd settle for? 
Well, I'd have, to, I'd have to look at what they what they actually mean, but I'm guessing probably an eight and a half. Really? Wow. So the the okay the one point five million. Yeah. Okay. I'd that's take... kind of that's my that's my when I'm starting to think about making a bid. I'd take yep. a two or three, I reckon. But that... it's loved. It's got a story. It's that's got right, history. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. I, I just mean, I want it intact. To tell you the story. Oh, big time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, what happens if the it says inside the front page like what number would it be if it's like it's very good apart from inside the front it says uh, property of little David Warnicky. <laughs> oh, and it's mm. very good like as new. Yeah, as new, so it's just inside no cover. Wonder. Good yeah, one, Dave. That probably that's probably an eight, I reckon. So okay, I just, I just cost myself a couple hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. Do your parents write inside books like their name and stuff? Uh, I think they used to. Maybe when we were kids. Yeah. My granddad had a, because he had a collection of over 5,000 books. Whoa! He had a huge wow. library. And uh, some of them on the inside, he had either a stamp made up, said property of James <gasps> Ferguson, or uh, he had stickers made up so they'd go on the inside. That's great. But, mm. yeah, you say great, but they've just gone from a 10 to an 8.5, right. apparently. And if you want to peel that sticker off, you might cause even more damage. Yeah. Then, it's, then it's a 7. Then you don't do a oh. or 6, yeah. yeah. And then Matt doesn't even want it anymore. No, oh, yeah. Put it in the the Jess will yeah. take it. <laughs> Would you guys like to know how... The Thieves Stole the Action Comics number one. Nah. Yes, so I would. All <laughs> right, good night, everybody. <laughs> I love, yes, please. I love a good thieving story. Okay, yeah. well, this is a pretty good one. So basically, uh, he had he had his comic book room, and it was sort of all these sort of locked locked chests full of comic books. Oh, I'm starting to feel nerd. starting to feel a lot less sorry for the guy that can afford a comic book, <laughs> book room. room. Mm. So sort of these 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 armored like steel comic book chests. The room up. was also guarded by a puma. <laughs> <laughs> And and he wanted to, you know, he couldn't put he couldn't put them all on his wall, so he had these uh, uh, case, glass case, bulletproof glass cases around oh, get his his um his room. How about give some money to charity? Jesus, <laughs> there's there's comic books feels like such a at. waste. But, but, just let me ask you this: Do you think he's a bad person? <laughs> no, he's full. He's he's a colourful character. Colourfully terrible. <laughs> In a way, that's what I meant. You didn't let me finish. Um, so basically, he liked to rearrange it. Like he had all, had them all in the chests, uh, and so he liked to rearrange. He liked to you know put put the new ones up or the you know his latest acquisitions or whatever his favourite one he was thinking about at the time. So basically, he had one. There was one key to unlock. You could unlock all the the uh, the, the bulletproof glass. Uh, cases, and he would swap them in and out. Um, and so what the thieves did... Bulletproof? Who's going to shoot comic books? Yeah. Well. I'm going to shoot this one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've just made it a 0. 0.5. <laughs> it's covered in bullets. I just smashed the glass, you idiot. Why are you going to shoot? What is... That's very well, silly. I mean, I think... <laughs> I mean, it's impervious to bullets as well as anything less than less bullets. Less than bullets, yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that. But I mean, like... Well, I can't get through with a bullet, but this screwdriver <laughs> should do the trick. <laughs> but I just mean like when you when you're putting when you're designing that room and you're talking with your architect and you're like, okay, and I'd like them behind glass cabinets. Oh shit, <laughs> better make it bulletproof. <laughs> like fuck you. Well, I think when you also when you're a Hollywood celebrity, you don't want anything less than bulletproof. Uh, if you're in a car, to... you want a bulletproof window. That's a good you point. Want, yeah. yeah. Do I need to remind you that despite the fact that they were bulletproof, it was still stolen somehow? <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, so. So he would like to swap them out, and so and what? The one, th- did he wear the key around his neck? <laughs> well, here's the thing: in a bulletproof container, <laughs> that's right, which contained its own yeah, its own lock. So basically, what happened is the thief the thieves somehow managed to get into his house, and they went into they made it they made it past the puma, and they went into <laughs> Very they good. made it past the jaguar, the D type jag, 
and they made it wow, past. Wow, and <laughs> That's right, yeah. And they made it past the dinosaur, the scary dinosaur skulls, and they got into the comic book room, and then they got the key, which was placed right in front of all the cabinets, oh, you idiot. and they unlocked Are you all the cabinets. Oh. So the one key was just sitting there, just sitting there. Well, where else? I would hate. He, him. Otherwise, he'd leave it. <laughs> in a lot of ways, that makes the key almost pointless. In and a the, way, and doesn't the glass, it? Yeah. And the glass, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they took the action comics number one out, and they, they took take, off with it. Did they take any others or just that yes, one? Yes, they did. They took four. Well, they took. Uh, they took all 400. <laughs> Cage, Damn it! Cage initially uh, thought they took four, but it turned out that one of them was just lost in his house. Uh, and then he called, a, a, a year later, he was like, two dozen more have been stolen, but it turned out, again, just in his house. But where? We're on the toilet. I guess so, yeah. Takes, the, them, takes yeah. them to read and then So they, they knew out. what was going on. They knew he had them, and they went and picked well, out the three thing, important and, and, ones. And this, this home apparently was, you know, it was he had a lot of Hollywood parties. His birthday's in January. So potentially he had a thousand people over for his birthday and people just wandered in and yoink. I don't know a thousand people. Mm. No, scratch that. I don't like a thousand people. (laughs) I don't think Nicolas Cage does either. I don't think I like a hundred (laughs) people. Nah, probably. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, so, um, (laughs) so Hrychek, who was the, the investigator, apparently that's, he said that that was fairly common sort of in Hollywood. If something really expensive had been stolen, it's they somebody had just left it unlocked or they hadn't turned... You know, they had a million-dollar alarm system. They just didn't switch it on. Uh, have you, have you ever a... seen uh, the movie The Bling Ring, directed by Nicolas Cage's cousin, Sophia Coppola? No, no. but does it, does it star Hermione Granger? Yes, it does. Emma Watson oh. is in it. Hermione Granger. Pardon me, yes. <laughs> Hermione Granger. Yes. I've seen I've seen the trailer for it. Then it's just, honestly, it's about Paris Hilton uh, being robbed several times because she just left the front door unlocked. <clears throat> they just waltz into her house and steal like a million dollars of jewels and they're teenagers. So it goes, uh, there, there and was, it's based on a true story, I will say yeah. that. Oh my God. Well, there's one story here that he, he uh, related that uh, a musician in the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra went home with a Stradivarius cello, a three and a half million dollar Stradivarius cello. He, uh, he had his hands full. He put some... He was like, okay, I'll just put this here and this here in my bag here on oh. the top of my car. And then he just shuffled around. He's like, okay, grab my keys, got everything. And he opened his door and he went to bed. And then he came up, woke up the next day like, oh, where's the cello? He left it on the roof of his car and somebody had just taken it. So, And he lost the Stradivarius. Yeah. Did he get it back? Not the purpose of this report, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder well, if he had insurance. I like yeah. how you think uh, the answers for everything are there. <laughs> Dave, I don't know. I don't know anything if it's not about Spider Man or something. Warren. I got or She Hulk. I got. I so got how, did no you, how did you come across that story then? Oh, this this was uh, Hrychek, who's the the man who investigated all the. Oh, so all he. The art oh, theft. he. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. Art theft guy. Yeah. He, uh, so uh, anyway, a few days like a few days later, a few days after the theft, um, our friend Fischler got a call from another comic book store owner. Uh, someone called and asked about the three comics. That was stolen. Like, well, how much would I get for these particular uh, items? You know, oh, I just like the where, Mona Lisa, the guy where, that took where, it. Where would I? Where would I sell them? What would I do? Sort of thing. Um, call left, no contact details. Never called back. Hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically, <laughs> if I had Nicholas Cage's <laughs> Jaguar, <laughs> <laughs> what do you feed a panther? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like I deal in antiques. Yeah. Uh, so in two thousand and two. Uh, the word got around in the comic book dealing industry that there was somebody in Memphis was selling some of these issues, uh, and maybe it was Nick Cage's uh, stolen in issues. But um, they got a local police, they got a uh, search warrant. Uh, they turned out it was fakes. It was a man who had uh, gotten scans of the covers, uh, like copies of the covers, and he'd put uh, lingerie catalogs in between, oh. Oh my and he'd. 
stuck them together and you'd put them in a sealed, like a plastic bag and yeah. be like, these Did are he... too valuable to take out of yeah. this, but you have to trust me, this is the real. Did you yeah. think that anyone would trust him? He put a little sticker on it in the front of it. It said, yeah. property of Nicolas Cage. Mm. <laughs> and also bearing in mind, these are, these are people who will leave their Stradivarius on the roof of their car, so they'll probably be like, oh yeah, that does sound safe to don't take it out. Um, yeah, I mean, there were, a lot of, there were a lot of various sightings. Nothing ever really sort of turned up. Um, and the sort of trail went cold for quite some time. Right. Um, and I imagine, are these insured? Yes, they were insured. So he's yeah. getting paid back anyway. I guess so, but the, the investigation has to... like it, 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 uh, They have to drop the investigation, I think, first before they can... And are we, th- are we thinking it might be a Nicolas Cage inside job? Because I have seen like sort of BuzzFeed-style <laughs> articles before. How did Nicolas Cage spend $200 million? Right, exactly. Like he yeah. went, did he go bankrupt? Is that a thing? Uh, he owes the IRS like $16 million or something like that oh. in back taxes. He, he has a number of castles. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. You can't have a portfolio of castles. You get one and then you, you're done. Surely. One, one and, and done. One and done. One and done, yeah. That's what they say in the castle biz. Are you in the castle biz, Dave? I am uh, a prospecting to get into the castle biz. Huh? What are you looking for? Just like a 13 bedroom? Oh, no. Anyway, does anybody want to hear about... 20 plus. Anybody want to hear about the continuing adventures of Siegel and Schuster, the luckiest two boys in no. uh, in, in the comic book yes! industry? Yes! the people that didn't get paid for their... Um, That's correct. Okay, so um, they were doing pretty good from like 38 to 47. They were doing pretty good because uh, they were on staff writing. Uh, apparently, uh, they would split to 70... Uh, in, in 1940, they split to 75 grand in gross salary, so that's before taxes, which is very quite good at the time. Mm. Uh, Siegel said actually it was less than that. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, in 1943, Siegel went into... He was drafted into the army. Uh, while he was away, DC published Superboy, which was the adventures of Superman when he was a boy, as you might imagine, sure. um, which was Siegel's idea uh, that he had pitched to DC twice. They'd rejected it twice. Uh. Uh, and then when they published it, they didn't ask him about it. It uh. was like, yeah, all right, you did it on our time, and it's Superman and Superboy. What dogs? Yeah, I know, right? Dogs. Um, so in 1947, they, Siegel and Schuster filed a lawsuit. Uh, they wanted uh, to annul all the agreements because they were like, well, look, we didn't know it was going to be so successful. We didn't know it was going to be selling, you know, 800,000 copies oh, an so issue, a million copies an issue. That doesn't sound like a legal footing to me. Hey, I didn't know <laughs> that this would be worth more, and now it is. Have can you done I a have... law degree, Dave? Then uh, I don't think you can pipe in, champ. I've done multiple. Have you? Law degrees. Have you done multiple law degrees? Yes. Ask, me, ask me any questions about the law. Can I go into a court of law and say, I didn't know? Oh, good question. That's relevant, too, to what mm. we were just talking yeah, about. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. I was going to say objection relevance, but it was very relevant. Thank so. you. Yeah. Good save. Mm-hmm. And the answer will surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Next oh. week. I'm, I'm graduating. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to pass the bar next week. Okay. So, um, they were like, okay, well, we would like the rights, you know... We're rights back. We want our fair share. DC were like, no, no, we've paid you your fair share. You know, you've you've worked here. You've had you got plenty of money. Um, the uh, the result was basically um, they gave DC the rights to Superman, but not Superboy. And so uh, Siegel got the rights to Superboy. <laughs> and then they neg- renegotiated, and they said, okay, look, Siegel and Schuster said, okay, you can have Superman, you can have Superboy, but we want. $94,000, which was pretty good in the 40s. Pretty pretty good oh. amount. But, uh, Is that each or together? Together. Oh. Yeah. Why 94? You know I like rounded numbers. Just go 100. 100 grand. Please. 94 Who shits knows, me man. so much. Um, 
So, but basically, so someone said to you next year, I'll pay you ninety-four thousand dollars a year. You'll laugh them out. <laughs> no, nope. I would say, don't insult me. Don't insult me. <laughs> That's what I'd say. That's what I'd say, Dave. Uh, okay, so uh, I'll do go on, shall I? I'll bloody, please, bloody, please. Hey, Nick. So yes. um, please do go on. Thank you. We've all given right. you one now. I know. It's, I feel good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, so they they you know they got their money and they were like, we don't you know we don't yeah, want any more to do with this. Um, and so, but they, in a way, they were kind of blacklisted from DC, especially, but you know, the comic book industry, because they're like, okay, well, if they create something, and then they're going to be dicks yeah, about it. They're going to be dicks about it, exactly. So, um, <laughs> Siegel did some sporadic comic book writing for various competitors, um, and the work, but the work dried up because they were like, because the black, you know, word got around. Uh, uh, Schuster did various odd jobs. He was a sales clerk. He was a janitor. Uh, in the, oh, 90- the, the, the the creator of Superman cannot be a janitor. No, no, guys, no, no, guys. He, things are looking up because right. in in the nineteen fifties, uh, uh, Jerry, there's a man named Jerry Robinson. He was a longtime Batman artist. He created, he co-created Robin and the Joker and a lot of other characters. Uh, he was told, okay, you, you've got to get you know some new new stationery or new equipment or wherever it's going to be delivered today. Uh, and it turned out the man delivering it was Joe Schuster because he was a delivery man. He was it was delivered to. He delivered that stuff to the DC offices. Um, and this mm. was a little bit embarrassing. And the CEO summoned him up to the office and gave him $100 and said, go out, buy a new coat, find another job. So oh. that's, yeah, pretty brutal, right? <laughs> he thought that the coat was the problem. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you well, can be anything you want as long as you're wearing this coat. <laughs> that's, that's, he's a CEO, man. What do you? Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he hey, knows. Dave, how yeah. many companies have you been the CEO of? The question is, how many coats do I have? Yeah, how many coats do you have, Dave? One nice one. That's all you need. <laughs> have you got a good job yet? That's pretty good. I'm an ass prod. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Matt, just with the... Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Schuster moved in with his mother, shared an apartment with his brother. Oh. Uh, at one point, Seagull lived in a one-bedroom apartment with his family. Um, oh, my God. In the 90- you say things were looking up? Yeah, we'll get there. It was the jacket uh, thing they're looking at? He was yeah, that's right. He got $100 he a, for free. Once he had a spiffy new jacket, things were mm-hmm. turned right around. Uh, in the 1950s, Schuster made a living by secretly drawing sadomasochistic soft porn for a series of pamphlets called Knights of Horror. So that's a fun little fun little tidbit. The jacket's paying off. Yeah. Your idea of fun is very different. I like, to I like to have fun. He put on a jacket so people at home could jacket. <laughs> could jacket? Yeah, I like it. Get it? I like it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, it took me a while, but once I got there, I enjoyed that. Thank you. I'll play on <laughs> words. Oh, words. <laughs> That's, yeah. <Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo>. Oh. <laughs> you okay over there, Matty? You've been very quiet. Look, I'm finding four people is a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people, right? It's a sensory overload, I'm tr- isn't I'm, it? I'm really trying to just give some space for you guys to fill. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll all step back. Matt, would you like to say something? Yeah. <laughs> it's my big bloody chance. Um... I just want to say that I hope um, Schuster and, and Singlet make it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the time. Well done. Well done, Nick, mate. Nick, do go on. Thank you. Um, let's see. So in the in the uh, mid to late 70s, it turned out that Warner, who owned DC at the time, were going to make a Superman the movie. Uh, Siegel sat at his typewriter and he uh, wrote a little letter. I, Jerry Siegel, the co-originator of Superman, put a curse on the Superman movie. <laughs> I hope it's Super Bombs. <laughs> Did he uh, write Super Bombs? Yep, I hope it's Super Bombs. <laughs> Um, I hope 
I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope the whole world will avoid the movie like a plague. Oh the ideals God. which made Superman one of the top comics properties of all time and caused its creation, namely compassion and desire to help the oppressed, have been turned into a money-making machine uh, which callously ruined the lives of Joe and me and deprived us of the fruits of our creation, Superman. Uh, that um, sucks. So yeah. Well, look, uh, so basically... Uh, this caught the attention of uh, Jerry Robinson, a uh, aforementioned Batman artist, and Neil Adams, who uh, is also a, a great uh, writer-artist. And they basically launched a, a national shaming campaign <gasps> of, like, sort of, how dare you? They all, um, Neil Adams uh, is sort so, of... So shaming who? Uh, DC. DC and Warner Brothers. Oh, saying, oh, okay. look at these yeah. guys. Good, good, good. Not yeah. shaming the letter. <laughs> right. Yeah, I kind of thought that's... What was. These guys have had it too good for too long. Let's shame them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically they... Um, Wow. Yeah, so so they launched this campaign and uh the president uh, the vice president of of Warner's JM it said, "Look, um there's no legal obligation, but I sure feel that there's a moral obligation." And so basically from that point forward they went, "Okay, we're going to give you an annual salary sort of for the rest of your life and we'll 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 start it at this amount and we'll sort of ramp it up, you know, with inflation we'll, Wow. You know, so you so you, you'll never have to work again. We'll pay your wife's, you know, we'll pay your, you know, pay your wife's pension, we'll pay all this sort of stuff." Um they yeah, they they oh. paid for all, all sorts of bits and pieces. They put um they they said like they said okay, well you you own this, but we'll put created by Siegel and Schuster in in on the front of all the comic books. Oh, that's good. That's uh, good. And when the first movie came out uh, in nineteen seventy eight, Superman the movie with Christopher Reeve, um, they they, they watched they they went to the the premiere and it said you know. When Superman, created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, <laughs> came on the screen, the entire audience broke into applause and we all cried. So oh, that's... Oh, yeah. oh. Created by Joe, Joe Siegel, Jerry whatever. Yep. Cursed, Siegel, Joe cursed by Jerry Siegel. <laughs> yeah, Schuster. that's right, yeah. And the, Did so, he renounce the curse? Sure, you've got to renounce it, right? <laughs> doesn't say he renounced it. Yeah. He did not renounce... Wow. Because I, is there, there is a thing called the Superman there curse. There is a Superman curse. You want to hear about the Superman curse? We can, we, can, we can divert. I've got a little bit more here, but if you want to talk about the Superman curse, let me But just, just because just, I know that there is one. Yeah. I think I know a little. Well, the Superman curse, I guess, is that they're supposedly all related. If you're in, if you're in an adaptation of Superman, like if you're in a movie thing or a TV thing, uh, something bad will invariably happen to you. So um, the the uh, George Reeves, not no relation to Christopher Reeve, he was in, he was in the black and white adventures of Superman in the fifties. Uh, he died of a gunshot wound at age forty five, but uh, it was it was ruled a suicide, but his fingerprints were not on the gun. So he's pretty clever then, isn't yeah, right? Yep. No, it's a, a rope and pulley system. <laughs> yeah. No, could have done it with also, his feet. Yeah, could have done it with his feet. Exactly. Yeah, his, uh, his toe prints were on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they do never, have, they never mentioned the toe, toe prints. prints. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, That's toe weird. prints. Trying <laughs> yeah. to compare toe prints after the show. <laughs> yes, why, I do why? want to do that. Get, get them out. <laughs> oh, how about this? All right, a few um, uh, Patreon. Uh, subscribers, no. if you subscribe for five dollars or more, we'll send you by December fifteen. We've promised to send you a Christmas card. I will personally stamp my toe on every single one of That's those. This fucked, <laughs> Dave. This podcast started out as a dream about boys or some shit, and that's right. And great ideas, and now it's just a money making bullshit scheme. Wow. I put a curse. I put a curse on. <laughs> I put you. a curse on your toes. Uh, don't put a curse on my toes. Yeah, do no. curse on. Do, curse do it, on. Matt. Are you cursing me, Matt? No, I'm gonna. The Pharaoh's curse. You're not I'm, putting your toes on I'm, people's posts. I'm gonna curse weird. your toes, and and the curse is that you'll never put them on someone's card. You filthy fucking idiot. <laughs> well, if you have subscribed to our no. Patreon and you are getting a Christmas card, let me know if you do want the toe because I will no, give it to wants, anyone. My anyone, God. if this anyone is requests so it, if anyone requests it. <laughs> okay, well you're doing you're you're figuring hey, it. We were hearing about a real curse a second oh, ago. Oh, the curse! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this George Reeves 
suicide, but didn't touch the gun. Correct. A, a uh, real curse, I said. Yeah. By the way. This uh, is a Christ- real curse. We're talking <laughs> uh, Christopher Reeve uh, had a horseback horseback riding accident. Mm-hmm. He was paralysed. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. And that other guy now hosts Ripley's Believe It or Not. So Kane, yeah. So that's the biggest <laughs> yeah. slap in the face of all. <laughs> a lot of a lot of see. That's the thing. A lot of it is a lot of his type. A lot of it is well, maybe maybe you just looked like Superman. <laughs> yeah. like, and that's all you you were good like. at. Uh, so the <laughs> Poor Dean Cain. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was in um he was in Lady Dynamite with uh, Maria Bamford. That's who he was. He was in that he was series. In, um, and that's a very good Scott series. Scott Pilgrim. He was in Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, he's great. So um, fuck you, Wally. Lee Quigley. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, this is, this is yeah. <laughs> Lee Quigley, who played Superman as a baby in the 1978 film, died at age 14 due to solvent abuse. So that's solvent. Solvent like, at age 14. Yeah. yeah Jesus, that's yeah, young. That's yeah. And his fingerprints were not on the solvent. That's right. <laughs> He was. Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he died, Dave. Yeah, at fourteen, yeah. I know. Uh, but anyway, you, you Dave, he talk... was he was insolvent. <laughs> yeah, very good. Is that is that almost a yeah. joke? Nick, is there anything I could have done that to make that a, a full <laughs> is, joke? Is there any way? No, that's, like that's, was... that's as much as anyone could have done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your joke making ability has been uh, cursed by Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Pharaoh's curse, but now we've got Superman's curse too. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I mean, you can claim. You could claim anyone, like um, Marlon Nicola- Brando. Nicholas Cage. Exactly. Robbed. Superman's got, sorry, we and, all, and that tax bill. Marlon Brando was uh, Jor-El <laughs> in the movie. Uh, he's had a lot of troubles. Uh, Richard, Richard <laughs> Just in no, general. Yeah, don't worry. I think, general trouble. I think Marlon Brando's going to come good, though. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he's on the way back. He'll be fine. Uh, Richard Pryor was in Superman 3. Uh, also still going strong, though. Yep, trouble, troubles. Um, <laughs> Margot Kidder, who was Lois Lane through all the Superman movies, um, she went missing for... Several days. Uh, Turned out she was just at a retreat. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had, she, had, well, she, had, yeah. she had bipolar disorder, which is you know hilarious. Hilarious, no, sorry. <laughs> but she she went. Look, that's it's rubbish. Um, you know, she said, look, she crashed her car at one point, and she crashed into a telephone telephone pole. And if she hadn't crashed into the telephone pole, she would have fallen into a ravine. A ravine. And would have died. So she's like, well, what about the luck of Superman? Like that's. Mm. Oh, she said that herself. Yeah, silver yeah. lining. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, good on her. That's a positive attitude. Exactly. Mm. Uh, yeah. Where was I? I've forgotten. Sorry. I, I, I'm glad we talked about oh, that. Oh, we were at the other curse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He cursed. So anyway, oh, so yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, Siegel and Schuster themselves uh, apparently were quite happy with the way everything turned out. They actually moved into adjoining neighborhoods. They were like two blocks away Aww. for the remainder of their lives. Uh-huh. They, they DC paid them out. Um, uh, the, the kids were like... Um, Jerry Siegel's kids were like, uh, called him my Uncle Joe. You know, they were kind of all together. Uh, but, I mean, years later, um, the lawsuits began again. The, the estates of Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, they since passed oh, on. come on. Yeah, well, they started again. Um, it's interesting for me, solely for me. But uh, in 97, uh, Siegel's wife and daughter were like, okay, we're going to, uh, we've, we've given you these rights. We're going to contest these rights again. Um, and in and and basically in um, in contesting these rights, they were like, okay, we can test we can contest your ownership of Superman. And Superman is we're going to define him as he wears this you know red and blue suit. He's got a cape. He doesn't wear a mask. You can see his face. Bullets bounce off him. He can fly. He can shoot heat vision. He's got icy breath. You know, he's he's always super even when he's Clark Kent. This kind of thing. And in response, in in a, in a weird coincidence, in nineteen they 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 did this in ninety seven and in nineteen ninety eight. Um, DC completely redesigned Superman to have none of those characteristics. 
So yeah, they that's were like, a lot of things. Yeah, right, I'll show, I'll show you. Oh, hang on, I'll find you a photo of him. But basically, they went, okay. Well, he doesn't have a red and blue costume anymore. It's blue and white. We take away the cape. Uh, he wears a mask now. He doesn't have heat vision or <laughs> when super was breath. This? this was like 1998 to like 2002. What? Uh, hang on, I'll show you. I have no record no, of this. This is real. This this seems like I'm making it up. But um, yeah, they were like, okay, bullets don't bounce off him. They pass through him now. He can walk through walls. Um, he when he transforms from Superman to Clark Kent, he's fully human now. So they're basically right. like, okay, well maybe totally new thing. Yeah, with the, hang on. that name. So they're like, the, they, to them, they're like, other oh, the names what the people like. They don't care about everything. Yeah, see that that's Electric Superman. Oh, I don't like that at all. So they call it's him a, Electric it's a, Superman. It's a fr- well, they didn't, they didn't, it was just Superman, but we colloquially we call him Electric Superman. Was he a I hit? Like I don't think there so. There were some I fun stories, but he was not a hit. But I think I th- it, 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 was, it was sort of leverage. It, never officially, but it's sort of like, well, we, we will give you... Okay, we'll give you all the money for Superman who does all these things and wears the cape, but we're not producing that Superman anymore, are we? So I guess you won't be getting anything. It's, it was kind of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but were they... I mean, they were... They had a lot of money for a lot of time, and then only after the the uh, the actual people who yeah, made them yeah, up died. Yeah. Then they who go, had renounced. Now give me money. It yeah. sounded like they renounced the claim three times in their lives. <laughs> right, it's yeah. like as, from a business standpoint, you can't just keep being all right. Here's some yeah, more money yeah. for it, your grandchildren. It definitely gets a bit muddy. Um, in the okay, so in by the orts, they the, this one was um, yeah that that um. They agreed on a settlement that that passed through. There was a there was another um, settlement. There was another lawsuit in two thousand and five ish, kind of two thousand five, two thousand six, and this one was over the ownership of Superboy again. So we had you know these two different I- properties, Superman, Superboy, um, and by this point, Superman and Superboy were two different characters. So we had Superman, who was the regular crime fighting Superman, and we had Superboy, who was a clone of Superman, and they both existed oh. in the same time, and. So they sued, and they're like, "Okay, we would like we would like more money for the, the for your use of Superboy." And so they just killed Superboy. Oh. They were just like, "Yeah, you, yeah, you want yeah. money for this guy? Right? He's money? dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the courtroom. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, shot this a, guy. This they one they want money for this. They shot a real life actor. Yeah, well, we'll but we'll, they actually they use real bullets. As long as the bullets pass through this kid, <laughs> I don't think so. As long as this kid lives, we'll keep paying you. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> would that uh, would that would that be okay in your courtroom, Dave? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> The school of, I mean, the court of life. <laughs> so anyway, bad blood on all sides. But apparently, by all accounts, Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster, they had a, you know, they, they lived they, well. They went out and they had, you know, they had some tough times, but they went out of it Sounds like together they... as friends and mm. with enough money to, to have a good life. So they died happy. Would you like to know what happened to uh, Nick Cage's nah. yes, I Action w- Comics number and can one? I say, what year was Nick Cage's copy stolen? <laughs> uh, 2000. 2000. Yep. And was that one of the years that some of these lawsuits started happening? That perhaps oh. Joe Schuster's family, to seek revenge, could have broken into Nicolas Cage's house. They, they, stolen they... a copy of Superman number one to show Nicolas Cage, who's the boss. Wait, they've got no beef with Cage. <laughs> You're thinking of Tony Danza. That was, he was the boss in the end. <laughs> he was the boss. That was a show yeah. from before you were born. I do though. know who Tony Danza is. Because we're oh. young. Oh, you kids. See, I'm flipping it. Oh, little kitties. <laughs> yeah, little children. I can hardly see you so little. You're under my feet. Fuck off. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, he's returned to fall. Yeah. I love it. Bounce back. Here he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's the father of the podcast. Yeah. We respect Grandfather. Grandfather. Come on, okay, mate. Sorry. 
I would oh, like sorry, to, we're back. Like, okay, yeah. so I would really, really like to hear about what happens. <laughs> okay, to... so it was stolen in 2000. In 2011, so after uh, 11 years after... Um, Hang on. Does it check yep, out? That ma- sure. yep, okay, good, because I've only got 10 fingers, so it was kind of hard <laughs> yeah. to... Kinda... <laughs> that, that I ran out. out and I'm like, oh, God, no. Well, luckily, I've got a third thumb, so I have 11. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> 2011, Jess. Yeah. So basically, uh, a man named uh, Dan Dotson, who is uh, he's an auctioneer in Los Angeles... Uh, and he's also been on the TV show Storage Wars. People might know him from that. Um, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. I don't know I've definitely seen an episode, so maybe. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. him. So he uh, was approached by one of his clients, a man, a man named Sylvester Lozano. Great. Nice. That is know, right? uh, the most trustworthy name I've come and across. And he said, basically, Agreed. I've got this Superman comic book. Uh, what do you think it's worth? And he sort of opened it up and he flipped through the pages and he's like, oh, this is, this is a brand new comic book. Like, this is... Like, it says 1930, it says Action Comics number one, 1938, but it's, like, it's brand new. It's, you know, it must be a reproduction. Um, wow. But clearly not. So, uh, Dotson goes to, uh, introduces uh, Lozano to another man, Mark Balello, who's another auctioneer, also on Storage Wars. Also trustworthy as well. You might have, mm-hmm. have recognised that guy from Storage Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, who said he knew the biggest comic book dealer in the US. Um, so he contacted Stephen Fischler from Metropolis Collectibles from from earlier in the tale. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, and he said he sent he sent Fischler. He took a photo of the the comic book and he said, "What do you reckon? One million dollars. What do you reckon for the for this one?" Um, and Fischler's like immediately he's like, "That's it." Like because you can like it, it had you know certain certain little printing errors on the front cover, like little, oh. little details, and he's like, "That is definitely." Like it, it, it they. It that's doesn't have, you mean that's the Nicholas Cage. It's copy? the Nicholas Cage action comics number one. He's like, I've seen it before. I've seen a photo of it. I know. Yeah, because surely he'd have it documented. Yeah, yeah. For the insurance, right? He's, he's like, okay, it's got a little oh, sure, bit yeah. of dot of blue missing from the banner, so that's and and this one and you know, and so he's like, wow. okay, that's so basically, uh, Fischler from Man, uh, Metropolis Collectibles and uh, Don Krychek, who's the the art theft. LAPD investigator decided we'll do a sting. Oh, what we'll do yes, is they set up a meeting at, at uh, Balelo's warehouse. Oh, um, Krychik posed as Fischler's associate, and they had some police officers outside. Uh, and they said, "Hey, this is uh, Fischler." Was like, you know, he, he examined it, and he's like, "It's so good. How did you get it?" And Lozano's like, "Oh, I bought an old storage unit a few months ago. Uh, it was in a box full of books. It was in a, it was within a hardcover book, like a hardcover." Oh. Book and that's how it survived. Just just found it. There must have been there for, you know, for decades. Who, mm-hmm. who knows? Do we do we trust him? No. Yeah, hundred percent. That could have yeah. that could happen though. Could. If the person had stolen it, just ditched it. And no, ditched but it, it said he, it's it been in, in there for a long time. See, that's what fucked him. If he said he he found it recently in a thing that could have easily just have gone in there recently, right? Oh, because mm. I, I explained that well. Because the concept of storage no, wars is that they it. buy empty like lockers that. Uh, unclaimed, right? That's right. Or people can't afford to to maintain them, and they lose the right. And they get whatever's it. inside. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. but many years. You are right, Matt. Yeah. I don't get so it. So basically, uh, Fischler <laughs> and and Hrychek were there. They examined the book, and Fischler gives them the nod, like this is the real thing. And Hrychek's like, "Here's my LAPD business card. This is you. You're not you're not getting a million dollars for this. You are. You're, you're nicked. Yeah. Um, you're getting a million years. Yeah. No, nah, probably not that long, probably, but nah, probably, less, less probably than that. quite a bit. But it sounded cool if I said <laughs> it like that. So, yeah, dickhead. Uh, so they got uh, they got the 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 photo they had, like the auction photo of the original. They compared it to this. There's 15 points on the cover that are identical to the one there, and they're like, okay, this is this is the one. And so uh, Nicholas Cage issued a statement. He said, "It is divine providence that the comic was found, <laughs> and I am hopeful that the heirloom will be returned to my family." 
And then finally, proof that God exists. <laughs> and then he uh, oh, I found my million dollar comic book. It went to the insurance company. Uh, he, um, he he they settled the claim. Uh, it was returned to his family, and then he immediately put it up for auction. What straight away? What? Did he just find it? It was tainted. I guess. Well, I guess so. But also, he owes millions of dollars to the IRS. Oh, yes. oh sure. So he had to sell any number of his castles. Was um, he just like, oh, thank fuck, I really needed that one point five million? Yeah, this will get me through the week. The uh, value so he sold... of it would have risen by a. Oh, you were well, about he, to well, say he, that. Well, uh, he, this, this nine, this Nicholas Cage nine, sold for two million one hundred sixty-one thousand dollars. Okay, so that'll put a dent in the sixteen million. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> is that you putting a dent in something? Yeah, yeah cool. Get it. Mm. Yeah, so cut. Sylvester Lozano, who said he found this number oh, one yeah. in the storage uh, unit, he was never charged in the end. Uh, he told Hrychek he couldn't remember precisely which unit the book came from since he'd buy several at a time and just mix up the contents, put them in the back of his truck. Uh, Hrychek narrowed it down to a number of units, but he was like, okay, like he, the, the, oh. the units he claimed, and he's like, okay, well, all the units, there aren't. we looked at them all and there were, none of them had any connection to people who knew Nicolas Cage or would have been at Nicolas Cage's uh, house. Mm. So... What, do they just cross-check it with a hundred most influential people on That's IMDb? Right, yeah. And they're like, well, none of these people, none of these people are A-listers. Helen mm. Mirren? No, she wouldn't do it. Nah. <laughs> Look so at her face. Guys, I'm sorry to say, but mystery episode. We don't know. Oh, we don't it's know. a secret mystery. Secret, secret mystery episode. I'm to say that that is typical of the bloody police, isn't it? Yeah. Someone just says, oh, here we go. Oh, I, don't, I don't know where I got it. Yep, let him off. Yeah, let, let him, him off. off. I can't uh, remember where I got it from. <laughs> when has that ever stood up in court? And yes, I am a judge slash lawyer. <laughs> I can't remember where I got it from, and I didn't know. So I admit, did I misunderstand that? Didn't he say that it was in a thing that had been locked up for ages? That's what he said. So that makes it sound like he's full of shit to me. In a way, but I guess... But how it, does he know? Matt could... should have been the cop. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. you were there. I missed uh, another opportunity. So Mark, Mark Balelo, who's the other man who, who had hoped to make this big commission selling this, this discovered uh, uh, Superman action Oh, yeah, the guy. Life. Was he pissed off? Well, he, he, was like... he committed suicide in 2013. So Because of it? Who, who Superman knows? curse. He was, he was arrested for... Superman pose- curse. Yeah, he was arrested for possessing meth. So maybe that had something to do with it. But maybe mm, it's a meth curse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Divine providence. So, so we never, that, we never... That re- proves that meth exists. Yeah. Yeah. So we never... We never... <laughs> Beyond all reasonable doubt. <laughs> we, uh, so ultimately we never learned who, who stole that from. And also, but you know, Action Comics number one was recovered. Uh, the two other comics stolen from Nicolas Cage. Oh. So Detective Comics number one and Detective Comics number 27, the first appearance of Batman, <gasps> were never recovered. So... So which two? Sorry, Detective Comics number one. So DC's first ever issue mm-hmm. uh, was also was stolen from Nicolas Cage. Oh, and so detect- they picked out the three. Yeah. Probably and are they the big three. They're the big three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Detective Twenty Seven, which is the first appearance of Batman. That's incredible. Gone forever. We've we've never seen it. We've it's, it's, it has yet hey, to be recovered. Hey, there's time. Yeah, I know, right? Are they are they as rare? Are they like? Um... They're not as rare, no. So what... this, at this point, this was Detective Twenty Seven was like 1940. Comic books have picked up steam. And there was, there's just, it's not that people thought it was more valuable at the time. There were just more copies to go around, right. I think. Oh, mm. man. Wowzers. Yeah. More people have, like, bulldozed their house and found a copy in the wall. So they're the, Surely. sorry, that we're, I'm going to, like, now go off on different tangents, but they're the big Please. three. Any questions, anyone? No. Nah. What, what would be, what would make <laughs> up, okay. what would make up the next, you know, the, what would round out the top five of the, of the big... Comics. Oh, good question. Maybe uh, any Marvel ones? Maybe in there? Amazing Fantasy fifteen, which is the first appearance of Spider Man. That might right. do it. Yep. Uh, Fantastic Four number one. What about the Ant Man movie? 
on Blu-ray or <laughs> Blu-ray? <laughs> they only made one copy. Only one copy. That's right. And Nicholas Cage owns it. Yeah, well, for a while. He's going to own it for a while until somebody just walks in. God, God, he was good in The Rock, though, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. She-Hulk, yeah. yeah. so She-Hulk, that'd you know? be a big one. She-Hulk, the She-Hulk. movie. I'm just going to check my notes, see if I missed anything. Uh, could you show me a picture of She-Hulk? Yes. I can probably look it up myself, I'm, too. I'm picturing it as normal Hulk with a with long hair. No, that... no. I'm picturing, no. I'm picturing um, Princess Fiona from Shrek. Oh, uh, yeah. You are oh. all very incorrect. Hang on. No, but... I'm closest. Well, I can I can ruin the magic for you, right? Yeah, go on. I'm I'm imagining the uh, Ukrainian gold medalist for weightlifting. (laughs) Why Ukrainian? 2012. Kind of racist. No, I think you. (laughs) I think if you check the records at the. uh... Oh, she's a babe, right? She's a babe. Oh, she's yeah. green. She's not hulking oh, at all. Green, yeah. she's, uh, she's got slim muscles. I reckon I can slim bash Hulk. her. Oh, God. <laughs> <Take you on. laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I've been in a fight. Fair fight. Oh, God. Wow. Well, I mean, well, in a not... fight. What else would you have meant? <laughs> I mean, in a fight. A fair, a fair fight. <laughs> I definitely am against oh, all forms of violence, especially against women. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's very funny. Mm. Spider-Man. Well, what I about... So X-Men and stuff, great. those ones aren't like that at all. X-Men comics aren't at all like these sought-after ones. Well, when did the like X-Men... For, the X-Men, X-Men debuted in the 60s. Oh, so, so too I mean, late, they, they certainly have... But you can you can get an X-Men number one for sort of a reasonable rate, like right. five figures, you know. Thick as right. Yeah. Okay. All right, and will. <laughs> That makes sense. It's got to be the. That's why the Marvel ones aren't as rare because they're a newer friend, a newer yeah, exactly, company. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What about Yellow Kid Number One? Oh, I don't know. See, that might yeah. not even exist. Wait, weren't there? There are newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. What about Phantom Number One? Would that be uh, worth money? I don't think to so. To certain though. people, but if you want to deal with those people, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, and I just wouldn't want to touch them. Like Ugh. you'd have to like shake their hand. Ugh, icky. Oh, He's cool, all right. He's not cool. <laughs> He's the ghost. He's not cool. Who champ. walks? Yeah, well, Have the other ones float, which is way cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better than walking. I just liked his horse and the waterfall. Yeah, Hero was the name of the horse, I think. Oh, that's a yeah. sick name Hero for the a horse. horse. Fuck yeah. Or his dog. Maybe his dog was named Hero. It doesn't matter. One of them was called yeah, Hero. Was a... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What is, it's the ghost, he, the ghost who walks. Yeah. Correct, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know about that as a thing. Didn't Dave just say that? It feels so that? boring. No, I'm just recapping. No good. <laughs> <laughs> Got the Matt Stewart no good tick mm. of a of disapproval. Yeah. yeah, we're good. I think. Yeah. I, I, do you have? Do you want any more fun facts or any? I don't know if I have any left. No, that was great. Yeah, uh, I want, I want uh, if you've got fun facts, even one would be cool. Okay, here's one. So, uh, 1992, uh, we had the oh, a good year. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, Thank you. Uh, to you. In 1992, I missed my own catchphrase. I think we're, we've just about covered it. Uh, in hang on, where am I? Oh, actually, yeah. In 1992, we had the death of Superman storyline. That, that broke big in uh, in in the mainstream media. Superman uh, was killed by a monster called Doomsday, and he was replaced by four replacement Superman. Oh, uh, four, of, four, yeah. Well, one was Superboy, the clone. Sure. There was a cyborg Superman. What? There was uh, there was a guy called the Man of Tomorrow, who was basically Superman except he had a big yellow visor. <laughs> uh, and Man there was and there was Steel, who's a who's an African American man in like a big armored suit. 
So it's uh wait so what? Can, I don't and, wait, and, so he died and then he broke into four bits. Oh no, just these 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 pretenders replaced him. showed up to and so at the time Superman The had, Pretenders were in it. The band. Yeah, the band the pretenders. Yeah. Jeez Louise. I might get the comic Hines. book. Got a little LP on the front front cover. It was pretty pretty good. Um Yeah, so these there were there were four Superman books at the time, so each of them got their own one kind of thing. But basically this came about this was a huge media event and it's like, oh Superman, he's finally He's finally, uh, you know, reached his end. But basically, this happened because um, uh, they decided, okay, well, Lois Lane and Clark Kent—they're in love. They're, you know, they've, they've, they're, they're going to get married at some point. Let's do a, let's do, let's do a, let's do a Superman Lois Lane uh, wedding storyline. And then they discovered that <laughs> six issues when they're planning the wedding. <laughs> what kind of flowers should we have? <laughs> oh, just get whatever you want, Lois. It's fine. God, I, I'd like it the other way around. And you know, I, I was actually doing an impression of Superman. Superman. Oh, very good. And she was like, "Shut up." Can we have this sort of kryptonite arrangement on the front? No, no, no that'll kill my heart. Oh. So, so basically, they they uh, they were going to do this, but then. Uh, in the, the TV series Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, mm-hmm. they had also planned to do a Lois Lane and, and Superman get married, but that was going to take a long time to, you know, they're going to do it next season. Yeah, you've got to book the you got to book the, the know, venue, the real people. And so basically they went, okay, well, we need, okay, well, tell you what, we'll, TV, you can't steal our thunder, we won't steal your thunder, we'll do them both at the same time. Aww. So we just need a storyline to fill in. Like they had to brainstorm, they went brainstormed around the table of like, all right, what do we? What, what could Superman do before we he gets married? Then they just went. Yeah, it was it was hours of debating, and somebody went, "We'll just kill him. Who cares? I'm sick of dealing with Superman. We'll just kill him." And so they did. But that means they can't do the wedding. They, well, they bring him back. Nobody ever really dies in comics. So they brought him back. They did, yeah. And then he got married, right? Yeah. Then he got married. Then he turned into Electric Superman. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Nick, Nick, I don't look. I'm feeling like I'm <laughs> so out of my depth now. So oh, there's boy, four books go. of Superman, and each of them got one. What does that mean? Well, there was Adventures of Superman, there was Superman, there was The Man of Steel, and there was another one that I can't remember the name. And they're all done by DC somehow? All done by DC, different artists, one a week. That was that was, Each... how it was in the 90s. That's ridiculous. To be alive in the 90s. I know, right? Can you imagine? <laughs> Jeez Louise. I can't, I'm far too young. Anyway, that's all I got, guys. It's that, fun, fun little fun fact. That was... was a great... Let's give him a big round of applause, guys. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Genuinely great, great report, great oh, structure. Love how you kept learned. jumping in between the the uh, the, the decades. Mm-hmm. I will you, just you say we're good at shutting mwah. us up and just keep going. That's re- <laughs> it's a hard skill. No, but I feel bad about that. No, like, don't. You run. Don't, because otherwise it, oh, we'll ne- we'll, it. we'd be here for a hundred years. True, yeah. Thank you, Nick Mason. No You're one's ever welcome. had to put up with three of us before. <laughs> yeah, either, that was full but... on. That's true. Sorry yeah. if that was hard to listen to. But it was also an historic episode. Now, in what way? Because it was four of us. Okay, yeah, great. Oh, like the four Supermans. Oh, yeah, like the Fabulous Four. Which one? Earlier. Can you name us all? Who would I be? The fabulous would I, Four. Of would the I fabulous be? Four? Yeah, there's Fabulous Four. Would You'd I be, be Steel? Oh. Am I the tall African American? You'd be Steel Wool, like that bloody beard you got Not there, mate. Oh. Hang on, no, too far. I'm all up for a bit of fun uh, and games. Now you'd be the visor one because you've got glasses. Great visor guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super boy. Let's be honest. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what am I? What does that leave me? Ah, uh, you oh, could be course. Cyborg Superman or mm. Man of Steel. Mm. Mm. Cyborg. All right, cool. Love it. So you're Man of Steel, Mason? Love it. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Great. Nick, mm. Nick, Man of Steel, Mason, thank you for joining us on this episode. Now, we would like to hear more of your voice. You do your own podcast every single week. I do. If you're not sick of me talking about superheroes ad nauseum, just 
we do it non-stop on uh, mm. The Weekly Planet, which is on iTunes. We'll talk about my, my friend uh, James, Mr. Sunday Movies. We talk about superhero movies and TV shows and comic books and video games and all that sort of stuff. I so, listen to it and I have a lot of... Qu- I wish... <laughs> this is the best because I can ask the questions because I'm can, listening yeah. to it and you're talking about all these interesting things. I'm like, oh, uh, pause. I'm going to go Google some stuff for a while. <laughs> But you've here, got, I you've just you've I got just Mace's number. Pause and text him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't sound tedious <laughs> for him at all. Yeah, that seems really unfair to Mace. <laughs> Actually, he has th- a life. Three years ago, on episode forty-nine. <laughs> yeah. now, what did this mm. reference mean? No idea. Don't remember. Don't. Yeah. Couldn't tell you about last week. I don't know. Now, before we wrap up, yes. um, we have promised that people that contribute $5 or more per month to our Patreon, which, as we said, is going yeah. quite well, uh, we'll do a shout-out to them at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So I thought that maybe we go around the table. There's four of us here. We each will try and mis- will try and pronounce, <laughs> but probably mispronounce a... Uh, Don't set me up to fail, mate. I'm going to nail it. Me too. I'm uh, feeling very confident. Now, uh, we're just going to go in order of the people that pledge. Okay. So I'm going to let whoever it is down. Ah, uh, you'll, you'll you'll probably do a <laughs> cool. better because they they're like, oh, I wonder if Matt will call it, I wonder if Jess will call it. Yeah, that's no, me, it's me. <laughs> oh, the other guy. I would like to say a massive thank you to the first ever person to contribute to our wow. Patreon. Wow, that's cool. Contributing uh, our, our issue one. Issue, mm. That's right. Yeah, Actually, coming so one day we'll uh, knock down a wall and he'll be in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Also, oh, it's a it's a it's a he. It is a he. Ooh, a bit of sizzle. Mm. Now I'd like to say a big thank you, and I hope I do not mispronounce your name, or I hope in a way that I do. It's probably a, a badge of honour sure. to Patrick Wadden. Patrick Wadzi. Wadzi, mm. a bloody legend. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, you are possibly our number one fan. Possibly. Well. That- Eager. Or you were online at the time we announced that we had a Patreon. Either yeah. way, either way, thank you. All good. All right, passing the phone. So Patrick Wadden. Passing the phone to number two. And also the second best on the Oh, podcast. I got a really good one to <laughs> announce. You two. Everyone else got tr- trickier ones. Oh. Look, I'd love Can to. Can I go now then? No. Oh. Hey, uh, number two on the list. What a bloody legend, Mr. Andrew Eastwood. Cheers to you, Big Cheers dick. to you. Right. you sounds sound so enthusiastic. Cheers, Big Dick. Um, big Dick's a saying, isn't it? That's, what you say. That's a term of endearment to your friends. Our, th- our third... Wait, wait, who am I looking at? Third okay, from the no, bottom. No, I got it. Okay. Third from the bottom. Yeah. I was like, this, I don't recognize... Okay. Third uh, to pledge is Piet. Ooh. It's one name, like Cher. Mm. That's right. The Piet? The, the Piet. Piet. Yeah. Thank you, Piet. Four from the bottom. We above Piet. Now we do oh, a very good Piet. We appreciate that to no end. Thank you mm. so much, Jess. You're so young with your fresh references about share. Sure. <laughs> yeah, as, I am. As the fourth member of Do Go On. That's right, mate. <laughs> look, so. I hope. Look, I hope you're going to get your money's worth, and one day we'll do a fourth episode of this podcast. <laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, thank you to Zach Steinbacher. Hey, good on you. Thank you very much. Zach Steinbacher, Meso. Thanks so much, guys. Meso appreciates it, don't you, Meso? Absolutely, I do. And we all appreciate it. Thank you very much, everyone that has been contributing. Uh, we're going to release uh, a, a bon- our first ever bonus episode at the, s- the very start of December because uh, these, these, I didn't realize this, but the um, each month, because you pledge for a month that goes through on the first of each month, so there's no point. We'll release our first episode. Dave, Dave likes to tell you guys more than you need to know. <laughs> Long- <laughs> Too long, don't read. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be an episode out at the start of December. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Well, I mean, they're an hour and 40 minutes in. I may as well keep, <laughs> keep, the, keep the pain going. No, we'll, uh, we'll release our first mini episode. And that's for people that pledge $10 or more a month. So get in there. I cannot wait. I've got the topic picked out. It's going to be fun. Great. Could Great. be 
a mystery. Awesome. Also get in contact on Twitter, Facebook, and, and Instagram, Instagram, email. At, at do go on pod for all the first three there and email do go on pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, Meso, if you got we follow you on Twitter. Oh, I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. If you want to Wikipedia say Brown. Mm-hmm. It's a great joke. I still Thank get you. it. It feels still good. Right? It. <laughs> it's good when Dave gets the joke. Yes. I still get it. Yeah, still get it. I still get it. Yeah. Uh, but thanks so much for listening, guys. We do appreciate that. If you are new to the podcast, maybe Meso has brought you over here. We've got f- I don't know, what fifty five other episodes. You can go back through our back catalogue, including two of which that feature. Oh, I'm also on those. The Man yeah. the Magic. If you could, if you're new listeners, just exclusively download those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. no, you smart. know what? Don't. In fact, I yeah. imagine that they will do exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> you know what? Uh, as someone who was a fan of this podcast long before I was on this podcast, if you are new and you're listening to this, download all the episodes because they are very fantastic. Oh, so. thanks, mate. Thank you. Oh, we will be nice, using though. that little sting of your voice <laughs> at the end of every episode from now yeah. on, and on posters for live shows. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Live shows, we might do one soon. Who knows? We'll keep you in the loop. But until then, I will say a goodbye. Bye. Bye. so. That's the best catchphrase. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.